From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19. I question a psychopath. The Orbi has nothing to fear. I got me. I hit a drop during the song. That was a WKRP in Cincinnati drop. I think that was Les Nessman going, woo! <laughs> but welcome in. We're woohooing you in, everybody. I'm Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. I'm here with Adam. Hello, everyone. How are you? Got a, We got the hints of a basketball game on in the background. It's the, exactly. But we're not violating copyright because there's no sound. Yep. And the screen is manipulated. Good. So you can like just barely make it out in the background, yeah. right? But you it's, can if you look. Yeah. Hey, you know what's going on. Exactly. Anyway, but what's going on with you? Tell you what, man. I'm uh, I'm in a good headspace. Again, the song focuses me always in a kind of a unique way. You know, I've been uh, uh, doing my driving, you know. so Yeah, you're uh, lifting. Yeah, doing that, you know. You're which, lifting. You know, I, I like it, but I just, uh, you know, the sitting for that long. I, I'm trying to sort of deal with that. I bought a, uh, a pillow, I've lumbar I've been saying this for pillow. weeks now. It's only a matter of time before Crocious is on trucker speed. <laughs> what exactly is trucker speed? It's like gas station pills. Oh, God. No, no, no. I, I can't do it for longer than six hours in a day. I can't do it for that. I did it for eight hours last Sunday and had a great day. Best day I ever had lifting. Uh, made like best uh, day I ever you know, had. I made a lot of money, but it was eight hours, and it's just like you know something. My body, I have to take a couple days off. Right. I, I can't, and I got the, I'm waiting for that lumbar support pillow. But but you know something? Why I'm in a good mood is I discovered these stretches this week that I've done like four or five days in a row that are making a difference. There you go. I, I can tell it's improving. Doing but, stretches, Rush Limbaugh's dead. Yeah, I tell you what, that was I, I was a literal way- weights lifted off the world. Well, why couldn't have been? Fl- you why get could- it because he's fat. <laughs> Well, I don't think he was at the end. I think he probably he, shriveled he up. He shriveled up a little bit. You know? He was a big fucking, not filled with but just skin and tumors by the end. <laughs> God, what an awful human being. Uh, wh- why couldn't he have flipped that with, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Why couldn't it have been like six months? Okay, he dies during that time, but then Ginsburg dies at this time. You know, it's like, because it, it is, that's how perverse the Republican well, Party Ginsburg is. Ginsburg was going from old age anyway at yeah, this point. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should be lucky that cancer did this did this favor for us because <laughs> we had about 15 more years of rush uh, stern's still going for christ's sake yeah that's crazy i remember listening to stern on dc 101 when i lived in the dc area in 1981 you know i remember i listened to him i liked him i was 12 years old i thought he was hilarious was it risque were you oh, like, oh oh it was it was it was nothing He's like throwing it. slices of bologna at women's boobs well, well no but he was also like i mean <laughs> they would do these I don't know if they still do this or not. This he's is old down. Stern. He's toned down. Hard, hardcore Stern people have like kind of talked shit about him of like, he ain't, he's a pussy now. He's a liberal. God. 
I just know in 1981, they would do these uh, fake like uh, TV shows, parodies of like actual. So one of them was Leave It to Beave It. And they played the Leave It to Beaver sound with a kazoo. And I remember thinking that was funny. But then they also had a show called Galligan's Island. (laughs) And it was about Gilligan being gay. And I remember thinking that that was just the height of comedy when I was. Here we go for you, Crow. There was nothing. Oh, this is great. This, This is. I, think I saw this movie well, three times in the. Th- oh, I put that. I put that post. No one responded. Yeah. What, what, what movie have you seen the most in a th- most times in a theater? I saw this three times. In you the know theater. what? I don't. Th- I'm. Not, I've never was a big go to a movie multiple times guy. Interesting. Um, just because it's money, like it costs, you're gonna have to spend money again to go. So it's worthwhile. Um, when you went, when I was a kid. But I'm trying oh. to think. I I saw The Dark Knight a few times in theaters. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, I think that pretty much that. Yeah, probably for me. I don't even remember the last time I went back to see a. I think I went and saw the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I went and saw the Phantom Menace because when I saw Star Wars as a kid, I saw it four times in the theater. You know, and then I saw Empire Strikes Back three times yeah. in the theater. I saw Re- Return of the Jedi, uh, Re- and then Jedi. Return you were like twice. You had pubes at that point. At that, yeah, well, I was. Je- you know something? I-, I-, I evolved late, which is a good thing in my older age now. Actually, so your pubis younger. was not as in- intact. Yeah, it was not. You know, even at fourteen, I was basically the body of a nine-year-old boy. I tell you, who you doesn't know? have the body of a nine-year-old boy? This dude who's beating the shit out of fucking Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a good scene. I remember being into this. This is a good action scene. Oh, look at him. He looks like the Iron Sheik. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is a good, I mean, this is a, yeah, here we go. This this blew me. I loved this scene when I was, when I, seeing this in the theater was like, holy shit. This is a dramatic scene. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. See, that's what I liked about Temple of Doom, because Temple of Doom, they would have showed that. Well, I know. He tried to up Temple that, Temple of Doom Spielberg. is violent. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, we were watching, we knew these fucking people that lived below our apartment, the Corellises. Uh, side note, I got in trouble because I told their son Garrett what a virgin was, um, God. which which I also had to tell him what sex was. Yeah, exactly. It was a whole yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah. So we were watching Temple of Doom and you know the scene where the dude gets rolled uh, between the roller. Yeah. And it comes out and he's got blood. She, this bitch covered my eyes like wow. the, pa- the mom. And I, lit- I was like, if you only knew the things I think I had seen basic instinct at this point. <laughs> I've seen Michael Douglas rape a woman, ma'am. <laughs> I saw. I was obsessed with this movie. Obsessed with this movie. I mean, it, it, and obviously, I mean, it's a classic, of course. It is very good. Uh, but but it is a. What I like about this backstory, we probably talked about it on the show before. This was uh, the first movie Spielberg did after uh, 1941, yeah. which was that bomb comedy. Because he was coming off it had of Belushi G- in it. Yeah, well, it had Ackroyd, Belushi. I think there were other. I think maybe, maybe Karen Allen was in that one too. Maybe. I mean, there was an all star cast. I think the movie cost like forty million dollars, like in nineteen seventy nine or whatever. I mean, it was well, yeah, at that time in nineteen seventy nine, that's a fucking dude, huge. If you, make, if you get forty million bucks for a movie now, you're actually making a relatively big movie. That's a massive budget back then. So the studio put a lot of money into that, and then they were also filming Airplane. Airplane was you know made for like peanuts, and they were just like, oh, that, that, well, yeah, that's not have, the real you comedy. Have a fake cockpit, and yeah, then yeah. There's, there's two settings. You have the airplane, which is just cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have the air traffic, which isn't not, it's not O'Hare, but it's supposed to be O'Hare, right? 
Uh, yes, exactly. They're going. They're going into Chicago. Chicago International Airport. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not O'Hare. They didn't put the name in there. But the point is, but 1941 completely bombed. It made no money. No. Okay. I, I, or I, I, actually, I always something. just thought it was one of those like he hated it type of things that like it didn't bomb, but it just wasn't good. Yeah, it just uh, like I, I think it made enough money just because people were like, oh, it's a Spielberg movie. Well, it, it, I looked it up. It's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about that, too. It's like, did he not make any money? The movie made 80 million dollars. So it doubled their money. But I mean, they were thinking they were going to make like hundreds of millions yeah, of dollars. This is going to be comedy. Jaws. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it just didn't happen. So I think he just said that's never going to happen again. So so this movie, I say it was story. Every that's single never going to happen again because I'm never going to write a story for my movie ever again. <laughs> I'm going to use George Lucas's brain in my mind, you know, and then <laughs> and then I'm going to I'm going to just redo books. You know, you know, listen, I have this world. It's just bursting. It's I got to get it out of my mind. God, I was hearing this conversation last night. I went and got a few beers at El Cid, as I'm prone to do sometimes. They have an outdoor area, you know, so they know me on a first name basis there, <laughs> which is a bad sign. Sure, cheers. Yeah, exactly. But I go there like, I mean, it was shut down for two and a half months. I didn't go there once during from like literally from before Thanksgiving until three weeks ago. Got gone in 60 seconds over here. So I, uh, that's good. So this is Jolie when she was really hot. Oh, it's when, yeah, when she it was, was like really brilliant. Yeah, it was back when it love. was, when it was chic to look like you were on heroin. Oh, well, absolutely. That, that, that was the look, man. That, that was a dirty Gen X look. You know, that was very Gen X to look that way, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, but anyway, so because then you look that way, and then you show like um, you speak, and you you get to prove that you're like I've see I graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually smart. Yeah, Cage was still drawn. He was drawn major leading man roles at this point. Ninety nine. I think. It was I think this was 2000? the height of it because this is when he. This is like. Raising Arizona Cage is different. Oh, absolutely. Than absolutely. Nicholas Cage that lost his mind. Well, he was actually an actor, you know, in Raising well, yeah. Arizona. At you some know? point, he became a Coppola. He, he, oh, yeah, my last name is Coppola. Yeah, I, I know Sean I need Penn. To be an, I need to be an annoying. <laughs> Sean Penn ripped him. He ripped him because they they came up together and they were in a movie called Birdie, like an 83. He did a lot of independent movies and was sort of a, you know, definitely deemed like kind of a serious young actor. Really just making out with her disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) But then just the whole they can't help themselves when they're on a stakeout and they're watching a couple. No, but it it, uh, I I would say for me, when he truly, well, when when did he truly lose it? Because even Wild at Heart in 1990, that was definitely a David Lynch cutting edge sort of movie. His first movie after Blue Velvet. Oh, no, no. It actually, it had a good cult following. Good cult. I I saw it. I loved it. I loved it. I I love Wild at Heart. This is early aughts, like sleuth right here. Like the way the, like this was back when they were still afraid to show a little boob. Interesting. Like you have the back shot. It's a little more artistic. <laughs> now they would like you just wouldn't show this scene because if this was made in 2015, she would have just been butt ass naked <laughs> in the buff in the buff. Yeah, you had to do it, man. The, the movie watching palette has been affected by pornography. Did you see this in the theater? Yo, Holmes. I never saw this. You never, never saw, saw Gone it. in 60 never Seconds? Do you know the movie. plot? Uh, no. So he uh-huh. has to steal some cars like a bunch of. Like, I don't know if it's for what, but he's a car thief, basically. And his whole deal is he wants to get this 1967 GT Mustang. And it's called, it's named Eleanor. And uh, he need like if he, yeah, it all comes down to one night, 50 cars and a contract. If he steals the 50 cars, then he gets the car 
and his brother's life. So he does 50 cars in a night? One night. Th- that's... Uh, that's an impossibility. And they can't have damage on them. Th- that is an impossibility. They can't be damaged. That cannot happen. This was pre-Fast and Furious. <laughs> this is not... There's not enough time for this that. This movie's good, the, by the way. Night, remember. My shop th- teacher that killed himself... Yeah. ...worked on one of these cars. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Eleanor was at the World of Wheels show that we won awards at. It, they had Eleanor there. And I remember he told me, like, that's not the real Eleanor. <laughs> it was a kit. It's a kit. That's a big thing. A car guy, if he's calling your car a kit, that's him just personal. That's some fighting shit right there. Meaning it's just, it's, it's not, not it's like you bought the outside of it. Oh, interesting. like you didn't buy a Cadillac Escalade. You bought a GMC Yukon and then you bought Escalade fenders and put it on there. <laughs> interesting. That hair guys could yeah. pick that shit out. Oh, immediately. absolutely. Yeah, I believe that real believe. Escalades have a crease in the headlight and you don't have. You know, it's funny, but my, I didn't get that gearhead gene. My brother did. My brother's redone engines with my, my grandfather was a mechanic. Engine work is shitty. I mean, car work always turned me off because it destroys your hands. Yo, oh yeah. My grandfather's hands. People who work on gnarled, like people who work on engines, you're always getting pinned up against fucking the walls of the wheel by fucking engine blocks. Everything weighs 400 pounds. Yeah. You're touching burnt plugs all the time. (laughs) Fucking and then with painting, yeah. you're you're covered in paint thinner all day. Yeah, so yeah, that so your dries your hands is, out. Of, dude, yeah. people, the people I know that paint cars, their fucking f- cracks in their fingers are like canyons. Oh man, that's terrible. Yeah, I, I never knew that. That makes sense. Though. My shop teacher sense. told me he said if you don't, if you want to have pretty hands, don't get into this business. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be a. <laughs> yeah, my grandfather. I think I told you he he had he used lava soap because his hands were yep. so they were just so worn. What's the cow you shit. Know? There's a cow kind, cow hide. I think it's called or something like that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. He he was a mechanic, learned his trade in the Second World War, and did like heavy stuff, like bulldozers. That was his thing. Was was redoing bulldozer engines. That's manual labor. That, that that's hard manual I labor. I bulldozed the Jews you know? in the pit during the war. <laughs> well, he didn't know he was he was fighting on the right side, King. Uh, well, King, I mean, but, no, he he was probably. You know, what he, if that was a? What if that was a fucking torture? What if they got one of the prisoners to do that? Ooh, or. Or, or where my mind went was Another what if, Jewish person? What if that was kind of an honored job? Like you were doing good work if you did that. You know what yeah, I mean? It's considered the like yeah, yeah, easy you, labor. Or, or, or like, or, and also like, you know, you're also doing something right. They got doing, me on the pile you know? today. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. How? Uh, it probably wasn't even that. See bad. the Shelby GT500. That's a fucking. Well, and that's a rare car anyway. My one of my dad's friends who's fucking an alcoholic and a cokehead. Yeah. He has a Shelby GT500, but it's in pieces. But it's legit like one of the first thousand off the fucking line. Wow. And he always brags about how much money this car is worth. And I'm like, is it together? And he's like, no. <laughs> Are you ever going to sell it? And he goes, no. So it's not worth shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you, you It's only be. worth it if you sell it. Yeah, exactly. You can't you put have it together, something make it on run. your wall or in your garage and you're like, that's a $350,000 car. No, it's not. It's a car sitting in your garage. Yep. Absolutely, you got to put it together. It could be worth yeah three hundred and fifty thousand if you put it together and then sell it. I think I think that that to me sounds like white trash fantasy. They think it's that, a white trash well, fantasy. Well, and you know? they think that not only the fantasy is putting it together, but the white trash part is thinking that like it's going to be worth you know, or that like when the IRS comes for everything, I'll have this car. <laughs> then then I'll sell it. <laughs> But like, no, they're going to take your car too. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting about, and this is when I, 
my blind spot with the current political climate, I'm going to hop into it a little bit, is just how, you know, everyone is the, I mean, you know, I think a lot of the people who stormed the Capitol, I was reading an article this week. It's a revolution. They said that, that 20, 18% of them all had bankruptcies within the past three Hell yeah, we got years. all the classics coming on. We you got Friday. Yeah, absolutely. But just the point is, is that, you know, everyone is just dealing with this awful economic system that we're, we that's been created and it's been made and created by the wealthy. It's just like you've got to do some things better. You know, it's just you, you know, the state can't be this badly run. And it's just and then they can just like say, you see, the government always messes it well, up. Dude, it's not giving the gonna, power to do it. Did you, you see know? they're going to recall? They like the recall effort for Newsom is close. It's got one point one million signatures. It's close to getting on the ballot. Oh, God. So, I mean, everyone's losing their job. Yeah, it's... Everyone's got to lose their job. You know, yeah. The United States did not do well last year. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No one did well. And and we're not off to a glowing start this year, although we do have a new president. It's, uh, you know, and I'm I'm not surprised, obviously. This is going to be a... We're in it for the long haul, Keith. This is a, uh, you know, we got to get out of this eventually, you know. Ooh, ID fatal vows. You know. I'm always into some... some Domestic moita. <laughs> Fatal vows. Deadly obsession. Tom and Lynette. <laughs> Tom and Lynette's love story spans decades from grade school to a posh house with a pool wall. That, that's realistic. You often, you know, you but fall dark in love with secrets some... from the from the boudoir leak into other aspects of their marriage and a dangerous obsession. I hate when they cut the info off. What are you hiding from me? Well, because no, they want you to, it, they're teasing you to watch the movie. Then don't even get that throw question the, answered. And that my thing is don't do the dot, dot, dot. Just end it after dangerous. Well, because because don't it, give me is it, it because if I have a bigger TV, it'll actually be there. What? No, 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 no. I, I, I think it's because they want to pique your interest. So you actually watch it to get that question answered. God, here, let's get I have sound. to watch the drama of this of fatal vows. <laughs> To support a strong man, we got a lot of commercials. Absolutely. Here. So man. let's get into a few things. We got save, saving here. Private Ryan's been on every week since we've started this podcast. <laughs> yep. Ooh, this is the good scene. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, yeah, this is a good. The end. That that's the guy I want to be. I want to be the guy who's sc- crawling on the beach and he's like a torso and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you want to that's how you want to check out like during the war no that's my acting career that's what i want to do yeah <laughs> i'll be your half a man just yeah fucking yeah. dragging his intestines <laughs> along the beach yeah i man. can't feel my legs joe oh man i can't feel my legs oh. that's because they ain't there mickey <laughs> oh you gotta t- <laughs> all like working class italian storming i'm at utah beach oh no 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 it, it would be uh it would be a, what was the beach at normandy that was give omaha mom, you know you gotta get this note to uh you know that was always like the, the ring. give him my mama the pasta sauce <laughs> Oh, mamma mia! You know, it, it, he gets more Italian. Never see him bambini again. As he dies, he gets more Italian. Just starts out, "Hey, Joe, I can't feel my legs. I'm making sure the mama gets in my pasta." Oh, he's like, "I never see a bambini again." I see the light, Dios mio! 
<laughs> storming the beaches, you know, at uh, at Normandy. Ryan, though, I mean that that was definitely to me that was definitely a breakthrough, of like of like military movie sort of you know battle scenes. Because when I was younger, the movie that had very re- was deemed realistic, but I've watched it in retrospect. Platoon was deemed very well, cutting edge at its and time. I'm not, well, you know? I've heard that like it's the. Not so much the battle, but it's like the life in, during wartime. Like, with, with Platoon, you mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah like yeah. that's what they did between battles, and they all really smoked that much, and they yeah, like party and shit, and like burning the shit, and like everything they do. But like, I wonder if the combat. I mean, very few people were like there to because, like, yeah, this is what trench warfare was like in Vietnam. Like, I think you have to play a little imagination with some of that. But, yeah. But yeah, I've heard that it's the most realistic portrayal of like what a soldier's life was. Well, it won the Oscar, but I've watched it. It hasn't aged well. The script is a little bit like, yo, blood, listen, Jackson. Like, it's like, hey, brother, speak. We're going to like, connect 60s style. I would like to do the noms, man. You know what I mean? it's, <laughs> it's all like old black talking, which is a oh, little yeah. bit, you know. Well, that's like the five bloods. That's like <laughs> they, they did that with the five bloods. But that's like the hook of the movie is they're all like aged veteran. They're all age. It's like uh, what's that movie fucking uncommon valor where he goes back to fucking like i remember save seeing that in the son. theater yeah absolutely it's that, like that was a that, complete right-wing fantasy but with but with black dudes and vietnam yeah they go back they go right? back to vietnam like decades later oh yeah i, I was save their john mccain who's lost in war <laughs> save me guys well no what i <laughs> just here being tortured by the vietnamese <laughs> yeah no kidding uh i gotta, I, get, I, had a, I gotta get home to put a big titted daughter inside my wife <laughs> Huge cans. <laughs> yeah, he probably said that, you know, yeah, about, about his daughter. But no, or at least he wanted one. Yeah. <laughs> Every Republican just wants a daughter with huge honkers. But if you watch Platoon now, the, the, the battle sequences, Ryan, Ryan, to me, is still like the gold standard. It's the gold standard of like kind of the, the, the battle sequences. You know, if you watch like, like, like Patton, when Patton came out in 1970, that was deemed very realistic. It is Ooh, comical when you war. watch it now. What's good about Patton is George C. Scott's performance. We got He's North Korea from the inside. Oh, man, there we go. I love that you, just by the title, you think you're going to open it up and it's going to be people being whipped and fucking chained to a wall. And then you just turn it on and it's a guy eating soup. Yep. Because, well, you know, that's also very meager means, you know. But I can't help but think this generous hospitality is partly to give me the impression that food is in plentiful supply. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of these documentaries are very manipulated by the North Korean government. Oh, of course. And the people know that they'll get beheaded if they tell the truth. So you fucking, they come in and they're like, hello, it's great here. How are you doing? It's wonderful here. Yeah. Welcome to North Korea. It is a paradise. Yeah. Yeah. They talk just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not getting canceled. That's Michael Palin. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, Crow. Did what? I want to do the voice? You bet your ass. I did. <laughs> what a Korean voice. Yeah. <laughs> the cadence of certain accents are just attractive to me. Like when I, I don't know Spanish, but when I would listen to it as a kid, like I'd listen to my grandparents. Yeah. And it just bounces well like yeah, yeah. there are just certain languages that i want to like re- like i want to like like i don't know certain words to songs but i still sing them yeah 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 exactly and to yeah. me yeah 
Mandarin and all the Asian languages, they just flow. They got a nice fucking yeah, yeah, rhythm, a rhythm to, to it. Absolutely. Yeah, when you hear, yeah, when you hear a, a good conversation in Spanish, it, there's something poetic about it. It's a love language. It is, seriously. It's one of those romance languages. Yeah, so it sounds, as opposed to, you know, Brit- I think. Germans aggressive, any, yes. all the Eastern Bloc shit. And all like, that. Scandinavians difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's guttural. It's like you're being hit with a language hammer yeah <laughs> being bludgeoned over the head you know it's funny i know people i remember uh, meeting russian people right when the wall came down and russians came to the states that was like holy shit like a 93 94 if you talk to a russian that was like a unique thing you know but how they how they heard english english to them like when i hear a russian it was like had this sort of it was i don't know it was like singers from corn or something yeah it was like i was gonna say russian sounds like new metal to you so then, but they said what English sounds like to them is like, it's very, the TH, it's, that's what it sounds like to them. They, they hear that TH sound like, that, 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 one of lot. my favorite things that, that kind of weird? one of my, yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite things that people do when they do an English accent, like when they do an American accent is they all do this. Hey, I'm from America. Like they all throw the hillbilly thing in there. It oh, makes oh, me wonder British? if, because yeah. you know how we have regional dialects. Like yeah. I'm a Chicago asshole. Yeah. I sound like I'm from Chicago. I got, got that. Yep. Yep. I wonder if everyone in Europe just thinks we sound like hillbillies. <laughs> well, yeah. Th- or that if is- that's just the more prominent, like the hill jack that talks like this. That's just like their stare. How we have like the, oh, hello. Oh, yeah. Like we have the one. <laughs> we have the one British accent that oh, we do. Yes, I say now. Oh, yes. So I wonder. A fortnight ago. But that's the one thing as an American that annoys me when you see a British. Like you'll see an English comedian do an impression of an American. And it's just like, well, hello. I'm from Wyoming. Like we don't fucking talk like that. You asshole. You know what it is? Do Here, some fucking research. Here's where I think it comes. because I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's England. It's oriented towards the East Coast. So it's probably going to get like the New York East Coast accent, but also that, get the Southern accent. Get the Southern accent. Yeah, you too. get Southern or you get the, hey, I'm from fucking New York. They'll literally yeah. say that. And they will say that. <laughs> Do an impression of American. Oh, I'm from New York. Yeah. I know. <laughs> is this, I, f- I feel like this is a segment in, in, uh, in when you watch Premier League soccer. England and they go and say, stinks. England, do, do, do an impression of an American. England you know? stinks. No, I like England. English, England comedians, for the most part, are fucking garbage. Yeah, you know, well, well, certainly it's funny because when I was growing up, I used to think that they were hey, yeah, really we go up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they going to wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> they don't say shit. <laughs> it's like weird. <laughs> hey, we got you. Would you come from the Dunny? I, yeah, oh, let's go. <laughs> this fuck. <laughs> this fuck here. <laughs> can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like saying the C word. No doubt about that, man. No doubt about it's that. Just, I thought nothing. there are British, like like Eddie Izzard. There were like British comedians who were like very, they spoke the kings very well. That's why I've always said this. Uh, gay, the, uh, the British do gay the best, I think. One of my favorite. Because they all want to be Oscar Wilde. Yeah. yeah and they want to be oh, witty it's and shit. poetic and you know, shit. They, they, yeah, they want to, and, and like, I feel like black men in America and British men, in, you know, in England, obviously. And political. Do gay the best. It's all fucking best. Thatcher and fucking Thatcher <laughs> so coming Thatcher and Thatcher's tits and fucking <laughs> like Thatcher. And <laughs> this is, I remember this is a rough scene too, man. This is a rough scene. You know? yeah, they get, and this is, they're showing some gore. Oh yeah. We absolutely. watched this in high school and we had to get releases signed to watch it. 
Wow. Because it wow. was, they weren't showing, there's no edited version. Yeah. I remember when they used to sell edited versions of VHSs. Yeah. Yeah. And then now they were just like, well, we're watching this because it's an important movie for like, you should watch this if you're studying, learning about the war. Oh, I, I would hate to have to go hand to hand. I was in seventh grade, by the way, to give you an, an idea. God, when this of, came out, I was, I was 29 oh, this years was, old. And when I saw it in seventh grade. Or no, I was in high school. We it was my sophomore or junior. Are you sure, year. it's coming ninety eight. You yeah, born eighty. It was my sophomore or junior year. Oh, oh, you so saw when it I school. when I saw it in school. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was out for like four years because it was when it was out on VHS. Yeah. Oh wow. To double wow. VHS. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Th- this was uh, again a cutting at this a cutting edge at the same time. This parlayed into ha- that Hanks Spielberg World War II thing they've gotten together on. Well, this started a- a- it. Again, and someone, exactly, this started, this started it. it. And I'm like, and someone's going to eventually tell them, as I've said before, that neither of them fought in the Second World War. They didn't actually fight in the Second World War. Someone has just taken them to the side and said, come on. You, you know, you, it, it, they're, they're like, they feel like they're the bridge to that time period in history for like the current To the time River Kwai. You know, so <laughs> God, I haven't seen that movie in a million years. This David guy's Lean. A, another great actor that, were, that was in. He was in Twister. Uh, he was in. Tw- he was also in. This guy uh, can act Solaris. He was in. Uh, he was in fucking Laramie, the Laramie Project. Oh, okay, okay. I hear you. He plays some fucking kid who played a gay guy in a play. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, this was a good. I remember this being. But I think I told you. I said this before. When I watched this movie, what I what's in my mind from watching it is a woman sat behind me who was wearing way too much perfume. And her perfume was making my olfactory gland uh, uh, pulsate. Dog, like, that's like it was me. just like that's me slaying an audience right now. The way that guy's fucking fighting with that German. <laughs> it's like well, how I do stand up. Yeah, he's combat stand up. No, but but my point is that that's what I think of. I think it's bad. Oh yeah, this is. He puts it in slowly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. When, when it's truly the death nail. When it's like the death. Oh, having to well, go hand to hand. This is always one of the more awful. badass things when you when the scene when the guy holds the knife, you stop it at the last second. But that's not happening here. He puts yeah. it in slowly and he starts gurgling. Would you guys like to hear the gurgling? I asked my German friend what, what he's saying here. What if he just goes? I think you're cute. No, no. What he said there, I asked my German friend. He says, "I've got you now, sucker." He's saying, I, "Like calling someone a sucker in German, I guess, is like a really like." Well, yeah. This is know. back when you call someone a fucking stool pigeon, and you were like insulting them for life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. He caught one. This is Sizemore. Where is my smack? Where, where is my it? You know, I got it. Yeah, he was heavily into his addictions by this point. You know. Oh yeah, he probably was clean for the movie. Yeah. He's fucking just having a bad time, huh? That's yeah. me on acid last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> was that the last time he tripped balls? Two Christmases ago, I didn't do like the Christmas before. I didn't go out this time, but yeah, I've had a couple rough ones. It ends up being good. Yeah. Like a bad a bad trip is. I've never had a full on like. I want this to end. I've had like a, a rough 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But this was, that was about my face last time. Yeah. That was, you know, when I read. Oh, this, definitely stuck to the floor for sure. He's having a bad trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Ugh, You're God. having a bad time, aren't you, buddy? Yep. Yeah. I know. Well, when I was, uh, when I was younger and I ate mushrooms, 
I always would have like a, a half an hour time period where I, I would lose the sense of time. Like I didn't know the passage of time. It could be a minute or it could be two days. I didn't know the passage of time. I couldn't sense it, if that makes sense. It was like when I was a child still. You know what I mean? Like my mm-hmm. temporal perspective had not, it was very, you're very sort of immediate. And uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that filter being taken away from my conscious and my subconscious. But when I rediscovered mushrooms again in 2015 as a 46-year-old man, uh, I liked them a lot. I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed them again. It's a good you time. Know? When you take enough time off, it, you enjoy yourself because you kind of forget the... I think you kind of psych yourself out when you like, when you do it long enough, you know, the process, you know, like, you know, what's coming. You're like, first, I'm going to feel like I have to shit and then I might feel like I have to puke, but you have to remember, I don't have to puke. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you even preparing yourself for it makes it happen earlier when if you hadn't done it in 10 years and you just take it and then you forget. And then when you start tripping, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But like. I take it. I used to take it pretty regimentedly. Like I would do it like every few months. Yeah. Yeah. And when it, when you start doing that, then you just start psyching yourself out and you have a couple bad ones in a row. Yeah. And then you start associating that with tripping, which is the bad, which is a bad move. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to have a, uh, the right approach to it. Well, I that's think, why I think know? even when you're having a bad trip, you need to like, you need to figure it out while it's happening. You can't. That's when you start going like permanently crazy. When you start like, oh, I'm just going to wait for it to end. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to add, like whoever you're with needs to fucking get on their knees and just be like, here's what's happening. Like, yeah, you're yeah. just hallucinating. None of this is real. Yeah. Like, let's relax. Let's take a beat. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Let's get up. Let's walk around. Shake it off. Yeah. Yeah. But like this ain't stopping. Yeah. Like this no, is I, this is happening. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, and, and you have to be willing to sort of like, yeah, well, this is the climactic scene of Friday. Oh, yeah. You have to be willing to kind of accept that point. Cause I remember I I, I remember the, I, I tripped ball, a couple times I had bad trips. Just for a for R. long R. enough. Debo, by the way. Rest what? in peace, Debo. Oh, he just he just Tiny died. Lister's dead. Wow. Well, he's a those big guys. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. Oh, really? COVID. Wow. Uh, that he was a, he was late for a movie, which I guess is not like him. And then his agent, he was like for days he was missing. So his agent did a wellness call and they found him in his kitchen. Wow. Wow. Dude, he hits the shit out of her. Yeah. I've said this before. The whole plot to this movie is it's not convoluted, but when you get into it, it's fucking. <laughs> so it's Craig and Smokey sitting on the porch and just letting life happen to him exactly so then along the way you have the plot device of Smokey owes fucking big worm two hundred dollars yeah and then he ropes craig into it so now they both owe him two hundred dollars and that sets up the big shootout they have just before this happens yeah and they introduce old girl in the white tracksuit but all of that Smokey owing the dude two hundred dollars which yeah. threatens his life uh Everything along the way, all of it sets up Ice Cube being able to fuck the girl. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, He's gonna- <laughs> this is all about Ice Cube having sex with a girl. <laughs> but yeah. So that, this, that, that, that's a pot of gold. Out, at the end I figured of the ra- this out yeah. on acid, by the way. <laughs> Again, supporting why acid is a good thing. Exactly. Well, also, well, it this you- movie is a perfect, it's A to Z, a how to write a script. Do you think he was jealous of Michael Clark Duncan? Because he maybe took some of his... Maybe. You know, they probably had like auditioned at the same I time for things. Tiny Lister knew he was a very limited man. Yeah. And 
he was playing off his um, slight American gladiator in WWE fame. Yeah. And yep. I think he was just happy to be who he was of just like, I play the big giant bully who kicks the shit out of people. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. I'm Zeus, dude. Well, if you look, I mean, I mean, how much do you think he weighs? I like can a, find out right now. I bet you he weighs 310 pounds. <laughs> I mean, Cube was probably like a good 225. You know what I mean? Cube's not a small guy. But 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 he's dealing with a you're he dealing was with a six five. Oof, yeah. Um let's see. Three hundred pounds. Wow. Three hundo. I mean, he yeah. slimmed down over the years. Yeah. Because he he was no longer on the gas. Yeah. Exactly. Sure, he was gassing up a little bit. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, this script is perfect A to Z, how to write a script. Yep. Good. Hey, listen, I, I, I saw. I mean, it was written. I saw by, straight out of Compton. It was I know. By a guy, it was written by two gentlemen named Ice Cube and DJ Pooh. So <laughs> it's not like they were Spielberg. <laughs> it wasn't a collaboration of Lucas and Spielberg yeah. here. You know, DJ Pooh actually not- <laughs> does most of the writing. Now, for uh, for uh, fun fact, DJ Pooh. Do you know the dude who fucking cries after he tries to get his bike back? Oh, in Friday? In Friday. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then he's like, come, and then he runs away crying. That's DJ Pooh. That's wow. the dude who wrote this movie with Ice Cube. And I'm willing to- He got to, his cameo. Yeah. Um, but I'm willing to bet they read a book on how to write scripts and you could fair, because <laughs> the movie starts, it explains the plot right away. Yeah. Even when the character's like, the father walks in and it's almost like, you eating out of the fridge, son? Like there's immediate establishment of like this is the father. Yeah. This is who this is his son. This is the plot. Here's the second kid. Yeah. Like it's A to B. Boom, boom, boom. Like cliche. How to there's no nothing complicated about this movie. You know, it's and in that sense, it's a perfect movie. Exactly. I was gonna say, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean that there's nothing I would have looked down on that at one point in my life. I would have said, "Oh my God, you're not, you know, playing with the genres." And, you know, that that's not easy to do. You know, sometimes just constructing it from A to Z. You're right in a straightforward manner. But there's a skill in that. I mean, there's a talent in that, and and people got to be able to follow what you're doing. And then with you know? the music, so, yeah, so this I mean, movie is responsible for a lot of historical nomenclature. Uh, you got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, that's Friday by yeah. Felicia. That's yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, when he falls, my neck, my neck and my back. That's yep. from fucking Friday. <laughs> all, all that shit, dude. This is response. People like look down on these movies. Like they're just bad. Like these movies are important. Yeah. <laughs> like to like our, my generation. Yeah. Yeah. Fr- Friday is definitely a, uh, like a, a comedy of your era. You know, I never saw it, but I saw the, the parts I've seen. I'm like, this is decent. I think it's a decent movie. It's great. It's yeah, and you know? it, yeah, it, the simplicity of it, the way they set everything up yep. and kind of the comp complexity with how at the end of the day, it's all about Ice Cube getting a girl, which most of his movies at the end of yeah. the day are like. Well, that. And, 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 and people, you know, a, a guy's fantasy is going to be that. You know what I mean? You get the girl, yeah. you know, that, that that's your thing. He, he knows his market. He but knows what you know. As far as movies that are kind of nothing, this is one of the greater ones. Yeah. Like you're it's probably a waste of your hour and a half. You're not going to learn anything. <laughs> it's not complex. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but you'll add when you're done with it, you'll want to watch it again. It, you will feel a certain entertaining satisfaction. Yeah. Yes. And then you'll it'll, it'll you'll like it enough to watch the second one. Second one's a completely different movie but equally as good. The third one you have to like it to watch it. <laughs> Cuz that's when you're stretching it. Yeah. 
Good for he got a, he got a little franchise out of this thing. Well, and this got three movies out. This of it. also created Friday created the delayed sequel because this came out in '95. Yeah, and it wow. wasn't necessarily the biggest movie. No, it wasn't. I mean, like, it, it, it was known. I remember. I remember it, it being was advertised. Big enough stuff. amongst my friends that I remember when I was. This was probably two years after it came out. Ninety so ten. Yeah, and my we rented it from Video Village in Sock Village. And my buddy was like, hey, we're about to get Friday. And I was like, oh, what's that? And he's like, you've never seen Friday? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember that night we saw Friday. And, and you just, loved it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was amazing. I'm trying to think of a movie. Yeah. We would watch the, We watched Friday and then uh, a certain channel on cable would become JBTV. And they would play <laughs> metal music videos. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like a fun Have time. You, you remember that when channels would become other channels? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what an example of that when I was a kid. Well, well it was usually I'll tell at you night. My example, it was at night. It was uh, at night. After 9 p.m., fucking sometimes 7, the learning channel would become the Playboy channel and it would get all squiggly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. That, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That became my built in excuse when my grandparents <laughs> would come in and they'd be like, What were you watching? I would say, I was watching. The learning channel. Well, what's because <laughs> I was. I, I remember looking at the <laughs> yeah. Showtime had that too, or Cinemax, where you'd have like the the, the jamming signal would come through, but you still would watch it because you'd see like the outline of a breast. Like there it is, there it is, man. When I was like thirteen, like I was of the era again. Like again, the teen kind of you'd see breasts. Private Lessons was a shitty movie. There were so many bad movies. Hot Dog is one of the worst. Obviously, Porky's being the highest of that. We've talked about this before, but that, that being that, that's you wanted to watch it because you didn't have access to porn. You know, VHSs weren't even around. I mean, that, that, that's that's how old I was. You know, this is like when I was ten or eleven. Nineteen eighty. That VHS. My dad got a VHS in nineteen eighty four, and that was like holy shit. We're moving on up, man. That is a you know that that is a luxury item that we're getting. You know, it's like so. I mean, again, you would uh, you'd watch a movie at that time, and uh, you had to have the delayed sequel too. You know, because you, you couldn't. I had to wait three years for Empire. You know, so Friday's on again. Cool. Uh, I mean, we're twenty minutes from break, so that's I'm cool. Just, yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. No. I'm just keeping the options. So, what what is what was big news this week, Keith? We've been kind of going off on some entertainment well, stuff. Well, Rush but, Limbaugh yeah. died. Correct. And everyone's take on that has been general happiness. And I don't think we're going to differ too much from that. But what I kind of wanted to talk about that people, I kind of, maybe they know more about already that they're not, this fairness doctrine fascinated me. Absolutely. I didn't know that pre-1987, it was basically not allowed to have a biased well, oh, oh, television program. It, like yeah. it was the law that uh the news had to have a fair and balanced true fair and balanced truth like yeah, yeah. and like it was well, an it was almost like an honor thing like you have to be honest like don't fuck with people's heads here uh, and it seems like reagan killed that boy well all in the name of deregulation all in the name of deregulation when deregulation Which, I gotta came be honest in, with you philosophically i can understand how you can convince people of that oh of course because you could sell like well, what does it say? They're like, if they have a law that's making you be nice, do they not think you're a good person? 
What, 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 I think what if it, you give people the choice, they'll do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. That that classic argument, which is always put up by the right. To, to me, as I understood it, is that if you had like a editorial, like uh, you know, you'd watch the TV news, you'd have a five minute like editorial. You know, drugs are sweeping South Florida, whatever. But you had to have like different. If you had one point of view, you had to give equal time to a different point of view or another point of view. So that, now that, that's was a that part separate of with? Because that's where I immediately go to the comedy aspect. And when I read that, when it was like pre-1987, you couldn't have a bias slant. I was like, well, wait, what if you wanted to do something satirical? Well, well you wouldn't do that on the news. That just wasn't the so it was fo- just that wasn't news. the play. Yeah, it, it, there was that wasn't the, you know, that. that so that but what I'm saying is like the Daily Show really wouldn't have been able to happen. Or like. A character like Colbert. Well, well no, no, that, that, like not necessarily the news. Like in, HBO had a comedy show called Not Necessarily the News, like in 83, 84, 85. This is before the Fairness Doctrine was over. I mean, the, you know, laughing was that. It, 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 at its time, was deemed a very kind of political show. You know, you would actually kind of mock Smothers the news. Brothers wrote for that, right? You know, I... I, I I think so. Yeah, I believe so. I they were so. real hip and I, fucking... I, I think Steve Martin might have wrote There's your girl, Regina. Yep. Oh, there she is. Look at her. She's she stayed up late reading your pilot, so she's tired. <laughs> yeah, I got to get that fucking contract signed. I'm supposed to get that. Still dealing with that, but it, it's going to happen. I had a conversation yesterday. I got to call my my uh, my writing partner tomorrow about it too. We, we've been having some. Con- we got feedback from our potential Col- agent. Crow's getting when, fucked over by the machine, nah, man. It's, no, it's yeah, yeah. It's just you know we we got uh, we got a contract. Uh, from this woman who wants to be a producer on the show if it gets produced and she got it from her attorney and my writing partner is an attorney so he gave a, a redlined response typically you give your edited response redlined and, and he put in some I think very smart imaginative language that kind of protects everyone and this and this contract is really about role definition who's going to get compensated what who's going to we, we will negotiate the writers and the producer will negotiate separate with the production company kind of role definition and things like that it's a pretty simple contract it's about oh four. check it out this is old girl from the jeffersons because if you're not no, she's the, not from the Jeffersons. That's she, the maid from the Jeff. Oh no, that's from uh. That's from Sanford and Son. Yes, it's fucking. It's the woman that uh, that Fred Sanford always had uh, problems with. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was Esther. I think it was Esther. Esther, yeah. Is it Esther? Yeah. He always like he locked horns with Esther. Didn't she call him a sucker all the time? Yeah, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's what. Uh, it's so funny you can hear her Boondocks character. What? Where my guest shirt at? What guest shirt? The black one I let you wear. Mm. You know why she's holding her head up? Because she has extensions and you can't put them on the pillow. <laughs> what? Do me a favor. What, Craig? So, yeah, with, uh, but yeah, with the fairness doctrine, uh, again, deregulation. Year I was born, by the way. And, and, and I will say this too. They with, gave people freedom in 1987. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. That, that is funny freedom. how how I was switched though, because when I read like in 1987, they made it to where you didn't necessarily have to have a biased or you, um, and I was just like part of me was like that seems like fine I guess and then I read more it was like and then it made it to where the right wing took over AM radio and I was like yeah that's probably a bad consequence of yeah it. yeah no no absolutely I mean that that is and I texted you this that's always been my theory and some great insight but, but what we're people- doing what we're dealing with now what we're dealing with now a lot of it is related back to Reagan's presidency this is the 40 year manifestation of this deregulation model you know, but and here's so, how people so things are kind of and from how apart. people were eulogizing uh, Rush. I will say the people on the right see it as he freed 
AM radio from the grip of the left. Yeah. That like Brit yeah. Hume basically said that like before Rush, it was just liberal AM talk radio shows. <laughs> you know, it, it's just. <sighs> and I can even yeah. say maybe that's just the kind of person it attracted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is. Uh, I mean, AM radio was a very sleepy. Uh, yeah. AM radio was like uh, the jazz. We're and here stuff, in Decatur, you know? Illinois, the the doom of Decatur. Yeah. It, it, it's it's it just shows too, like yeah, how, how insidious the right wing mind truly is. Like looking at it as an opportunity. AM radio is a wasteland that we can actually take over, you know, and, and, and that is I mean, again. A lot of what we're dealing with now is a direct relationship to to the deregulation model that that Reagan just hit the accelerator on, and so so this is what happened. You you have this sort of polar. It surely I think has contributed to the polarization, you know, and, and also opened the door for. There's not just Rush Limbaugh is the first. There are hundreds of them all across AM radio now. I mean, it's just a giant echo chamber. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I've just now there are some progressive like, but the thing is, is yeah, like to have you, you need a whole progressive channel. You know, like I think we're just up until recently, like major stations like WLS, which for people who don't know is ABC. Uh, yeah, they had like they ran Rush and like major right wing people up until recently. Well, I mean, like, he I had think, 20 million listeners. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 20 million. Pe- that's a lot. That's a, I think Clear Channel. I think didn't he make like a half a billion dollars a year or something? He or? was worth 500 million dollars when he died. Yeah. I mean. That is a lot of wealth. Is this a fa- tell me? Tell me this, Keith. I don't know if this is a fact. I don't know. Did, did Florida put the the <laughs> did Florida put the the flags at half mast in, in honor of Rush? I think so. <laughs> Let's see. That would be hilarious if they did because it's so it's so such a reveal of how fucked up our country is. If that's if that's the case, maybe I'm being yep. duped by Florida a rumor. to fly flags at half mast. Oh my god! On Ron DeSantis's order. Oh. God, they. I mean, does that not just reveal how their political system was? Our just buddy taken Jason over? Earl, folks in Chicago, goes. Can Chicago raise their flags higher? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I saw that post from him, and I was like, "Is this the truth?" I, I had to reach out to Joe McMahon. He didn't. He didn't message me back. I'm like, "You're my ambassador, my interpreter of Florida. Did they actually lower the flags a half mass? And, and I'm like, "No, that makes total sense that they would do that." I yeah. mean, I, it was believable. I had, to, I had to just be confirmed. Did you ever you know? know this guy, the get off my lawn guy? Oh, growing up? Like, you can't step on my grass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you know who that was? Uh, Michael Jackson's father was that in Gary, Indiana. Really? Yeah, because they were on a corner lot, and, and he would stand right on the corner when school got out and just would just stare kids down, you know? That is a... Uh, you're holding on to your fiefdom, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, this is my space, you know? They portray him like he's wearing an ascot. <laughs> So how fast was it by so 87 they repeal this fairness doctrine how quick does right wing people start getting on the air I'll never forget this I'll never forget the first time I heard Rush Limbaugh the summer of 1988 I had moved to Madison Wisconsin of all places now, and then he was doing it from Sacramento he hadn't become yeah. truly national yet Do you think he used the repeal of the fairness doctrine to put a, to become this right wing asshole cuz I've always read that before the before he blew up he was just kind of a flail like a fledgling like run-of-the-mill jock well yeah yeah i don't think he worked for the kansas city royals he worked in their pr department yeah. like in the 85 that, royals like, i think he, he got a get, world series rank. yeah you know? that like he, he didn't even become political until the 80s well i mean what, what he i started in the 70s yeah i mean i think yeah he, he was kind of bouncing around for a while he played music and stuff too before i think he figured out his voice and, and whatever you want to say about him 
he is he is a good broadcaster in terms of just kind of managing a show and can, stuff when you can spew hate and it's not entertaining but like you're able to keep listening to it yeah that's kind of a skill i know it, it's, like I, the times i've listened to rush limbaugh I wasn't quick to turn it off because you just that voice. Yeah. Well, you hear and the Democrats there. And you're just like, this guy is this fucking voice, man. Yeah. With his gold microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, I remember listening to him in 88 and be like, this guy's terrible. I was 19 years old. Man, that's I was liberal then and I'm liberal now. I'm liberal with more of a sense of how the world works now. But just my instincts, I was like, this guy's bad. He's bad news. Remember his books? There was a, The Way Things Ought to Be and See, no. I Told You So. He had two books. And, and then, the, uh, again, the, the titles. The Way Things Ought to Be and See, I Told You So. That's the title of his books. You know, it's like the third one should be like Nanny Nanny Boo Boo, Stick Your Head in Doo Doo. It's got this horrible, childish sort of outlook on the world. That's it, but, it, but they were popular books. You know, you know? what's fucked up? And this is kind of a different kind of karma. So he smoked cigars and was yep. confident he wouldn't get cancer. Yeah. He got cancer, but not from the cigars because you don't inhale cigars. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You get mouth cancer when you smoke cigars. Yeah. He got lung cancer. Yep. He just got some random form of lung cancer. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was amazing. Like 20 years ago when he, when he lost his sense of hearing, I thought that was very poetic about what he is. There's a certain type of Midwestern conservative when I think of people in my family somewhat. Like he's from Missouri. A lot of my family's from Iowa. For the most part, good people. But there's a certain thing where they just literally do not hear you. They cannot. The points you are trying to make with them, try to read. There's like a stubborn switch that flips in their head. It's just, no, no. No, and they and they literally just don't hear you. So for me, the fact that he lost his sense of hearing is very revealing about who he was as a human being. Yes, he had a physical ailment, but I cannot help but think that there was a correlation between him losing his hearing twenty years ago and him being a right wing prick. You know, yeah. I am just not even going to listen to what you're saying. I know, you know, and I literally can't now. You know, yeah, and so I, I and yeah, he's he's just a God I, has walled me off. I, I was not a fan of Rush Limbaugh, obviously. And, uh, you know, I did, we didn't get him in Chicago or at least not. To, he was not as accessible to me. Like, I wouldn't even know where to look for Rush Limbaugh. Uh, that's also because it was a blue state and a blue city. That's the reason. And I am radio to me was all sports. I just listened to the score. Yeah. You probably could have found him if you looked for him. Oh, I'm sure yeah. I was flipping through and I heard him and just didn't stop. Yeah. I remember like listening to people call in. I remember Mancow. Mancow was my guy. Ugh. Did you know Monty when he was on Mancow? No. Because Monty was on Mancow for a But year. I will say. Very much in the vein, and I rush. It's kind of a a theory that he wasn't right wing before. I know for a fact, Mankow Muller had nothing to do with politics until the mid two thousands. It's absolutely a role he took on. Yeah, because he realized that people like Rush were making money, so he just became this right wing. Yeah, when Mankow was Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony, <laughs> it was just the Midwest version of Howard Stern. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was great, dude. His co-host turd. He had his whole fucking Al Roker Jr. did the fucking weather. Yeah, yeah. He had a crew, you know. But he, I heard he is a colossal. He's the worst. Asshole. I did Mankow's show when he was oh. a right wing jag when in in Chicago when I was doing stand up, and it was awful. His fucking his smarmy fucking producer goes in there. You have to first of all he tape delays his shows. So we show up at five in the morning. It was all the stand-up stand-up guys. Okay. Me, Massey, James Webb. We were going on to promote a show. Yeah, good for you. 
So he, we get there at five in the morning. They're insistent. We have to get there at five in the morning. He goes on air at five. Well, we get there and they go, well, he's taping the show for tomorrow. You guys are going to do tomorrow. He's taping to, he's doing today's show live. And then you guys are going to do the tape show for tomorrow. Cause it would simulcast on yeah. TV. Yeah. And then he was like, this show's kind of like Kung Fu. <laughs> You know, we're going to give them some topics and you're just going to go back and forth. It's like Kung Fu. Yeah. Kept yeah. saying it's like Kung Fu. I wanted to fucking slap him. <laughs> so then yeah, he was yeah, like, what, what a bizarre just lead-in. give me some qu- some little interesting things about you so he could fire off. So I was like, well, I grew up in a trailer park and we're just oh, doing I'm sure stuff. a litany of rips. That- he barely got into it. He would just be like, so this kid grew up in a trailer park. What was that like? <laughs> And, and, and wanted you Great to set up fucking Byron. Yeah. <laughs> I remember John Roy doing that, doing that show. And he was actually very on. And again, Monty was a, was a year long cat. He was a field guy. He'd go out in the field and he got fired on the air. Monty got fired on. Dude, air. Dude, you know, I don't know what he would do too. So, yeah. and I've heard this from other comics. He would, he shits on you for like being yes. coy and not talking. But then when you talk, he cuts you off. Yeah. Cause he's got his drop button. Yeah. Because Marty DeRosa went on it and he was like kind of hesitating. And Marty DeRosa is the crowd work king. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's perfect for a radio show. Yep. And he was kind of being hesitant because he really wasn't on board with what they were doing. And they were like, oh, you're being real quiet. And then he started being Marty and they were like, pipe down a little bit. <laughs> and then what he yeah. was doing with us when we found this watching it on the TV show because we couldn't tell when we yeah. were on air. Yeah. He was fucking... They edited us out every time we talked for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. They would just cut to like a cat video on the TV show. Like I remember watching it and being like, oh no, I talked for like three minutes there. Yeah. Yeah. And he, t- he kept like 30 seconds of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, he's supposed to be again. He got on us because we were pro Obama. He was shitting on Obama. Oh, and he was like, you guys want all this universal health care? And we were like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Good for like, you, man. Why would you not want that? Yeah. Todd fucking got him to laugh because there were these bimbo big titted girls there because Mick Foley, the wrestler. Yeah. And then so there was this dude who Mick Foley was on the show before us. Yeah. And then some other asshole with these big titted women were there. Yeah. And he stayed on for us and was just sitting in the fucking corner. And Todd goes, wasn't this guy on with Mick Foley? <laughs> and Mancow goes, yeah. And he goes. So what's he still doing here? <laughs> and everybody laughed. Okay. Because <laughs> Todd, hey, Todd was having a miserable time and not hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, good for him. Good for him. And it was just a bad experience. He was just like the second he found out we liked Obama, he shat on us. And then there was this comedian who did impressions, Greg Warren, who's really funny. Yeah. But after he found out he didn't like us, he just let Greg Warren do fucking Yoda and shit. Yeah, man. I... I uh, everyone I know who's done the show, I know, I know a lot of comics over the, Darren Bodecker did it with ectomorph and like, and, and I know Monty was on the show for a year. He got fired on air because man was trying to convince him to eat a cockroach on air. And Monty acted like, Oh, sorry, the connection's bad. I can't hear you. What do you say? Sorry, I can't hear you. No, can't. And he just kept denying him. And man kept trying to like, no, 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 I want you to eat. The, I want you to eat. And he, and he wouldn't back down. And Monty, who's a very good bully. He's a very good bully, would not back down on the air and literally just kept, no, I can't hear you. I, I don't know what you're saying. What are you saying? No, uh, no, no, I, I just can't hear you. You're not, you're not, you're not and he's like, Monty, you're fired. He fired him on air. That's hilarious. Because it went on for a good, like two or three minutes and he wouldn't back down, which I guess, 
I got to admit it. I give Monty complete credit. For oh, it. yeah. I give him complete credit. Well, I'm sure credit. you weren't making life-changing money. Well, exactly. And, and he was just like, the, he treats people like shit. You know, he's, the staff's treated poorly. He's, it was funny. So when Mitch yeah. Hedberg died, Kyle was still on the air and he announced it on air. And uh, someone who knew Mitch was on the show. And he goes, oh, man, Mitch Hedberg died. I was really a big fan of him. I loved every time he came on the show. And this is just sucks. And the comic that was on the show, he goes, uh, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but Mitch did not like you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's it. hilarious. You know, good. You know, it's, but he's a jerk. You know, he's not, yeah, I never, whatever. It was pitched. It, it was another thing Monty said too, when he would go out like in the field, they would get oh, some here he is. fans. Here's DJ Pooh. This guy right here. That guy, the skinny dude, not, not Debo. He that wrote, guy is well he cast, wrote this man. movie he that dj poo that is the, <laughs> he looks behind him like the co-pen of this like, movie this guy's coming over to talk to me <laughs> i that does make me laugh though my bike back. like a dude named dj poo an ice cube sat at a table got out paper yeah Pens, probably pencils, because they needed to erase. Oh, they had an old computer. They had a, they had one of those old and was just computer. like doing. Le- it just makes me laugh that they were doing legit. Like Craig's gonna wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And then his <laughs> father will come in, and he will have to take a shit. What? Well, what, what, what probably happened? Oh, a good wrong. You know, it'll be a funny thing. What if his dad takes long, smelly shits? Like they <laughs> had these conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then all Ice Cube was like, Can, just make sure I fuck this girl at the end of the movie. Chris Tucker. I remember Jerry Miner's impression of Chris Tucker. Jerry Miner, he, he was funny guy, Chicago guy. Done a lot of stuff. Been in, been in movies. You know, he's Mr. Some, Show. Any nerd out there. Yeah. He was uh, yeah. the only black guy on Mr. Mr. Show. Show. But he would go, he would, Chris Tucker would say, can't you tell that I am a nigga? Can't you tell that oh. I am black? Like he would say, it was like, I mean, he would totally go. <laughs> oh, impression. dude. Chris Tucker's stand up is in my head because he was on the Def Jam commercials. Yeah. Absolutely, he's a deaf. I'm so guy. broke. If an N-word robbed me, he'd just be practicing. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was from Atlanta, right? Isn't Tris Tucker from Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. And then exactly. he was re reborn in the eyes of the Lord. Oh, is he born again now? Yeah, won't cuss. That's why this the next Friday, the last Friday, he's been trying to get this fucker off the ground for years, but they can't get Chris Tucker in. He's fundamental. You have to have. Well, him. Mike Epps took over for Chris Tucker. Mike Epps is the new Chris Tucker. Mike Epps is one of the best stand-ups on the planet Earth. Yeah, yeah, Epps, he's a good comic, absolutely. He's good. A little hacky, a little black hacky, you know, but it's hilarious. (laughs) You want to ease into a break here in a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. So we'll be back on the other side of a break here. (laughs) Keith Hazel's podcast. But now it's as easy as ABCs and one, two, threes. A delicious new hot meal from Chef Boyardee. Tasty little letters and numbers of enriched pasta and juicy meatballs in a rich tomato sauce. Fun to look at and delicious to eat. More ABCs and one, two, threes, please. It's as easy as ABCs and one, two, threes. A delicious hot meal with or without meatballs. New from Chef Boyardee. We're back. I know the pitching's been Got Bad Lieutenant back for the second half. This is a Harvey Keitel movie from the early 90s, and apparently it's rough and bad. Well, it is is rated NC-17. Hey, you can keep talking. Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. NC-17. I think it, 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 uh, 
Yeah, this is he's a gambler. I think he's he's betting on the Mets. This is when the Mets were the dominant team of New York. Still, it wasn't the Yankees. They're in like the yet. Dwight Gooden era. Well, it, uh, well, it was straw. Well, strawberry. It's strawberry and Gooden. Yeah, but they're but they're old. I mean, they're not. After '86, they couldn't pull it off again, man. There was too much pressure. It takes a certain athlete to thrive in New York, and a lot of people uh, fold. You know, it, it, it's a it's you a can't pretty, get addicted to cocaine either. Yeah, that doesn't help either. <laughs> but I think you know maybe that helps create it. You know what I mean? Just because of how it's probably exhilarating. Being a star in New York would be pretty cool. <laughs> Is this dialogue establishing his crookedness? Well, it, it, it is him listening to the radio. AM AM Sports Radio of A New York. sign of the failure of this, too, is that the, the guy who directed it is just not heard of. <laughs> well, this actually, I mean, I think this actually got decent enough reviews. It's Rotten Tomatoes probably weren't that. I wonder what it is. The Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. there's yeah, no way it's... Yeah. I mean, just based on political correctness, this thing has two, 2%. <laughs> yeah, it is not politically correct. But also, it's not what people were. I mean... Like, Want to be driven around like the president with the goddamn chauffeur. Dad, what Actually, it's got a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. It, you know, it, it's got positive Bad Lieutenant reviews. will challenge less desensitized viewers with its depiction of police corruption. Um, but Harvey Keitel's... Oh, what the fuck? Um, but Harvey Keitel's committed performance makes it hard to turn away. Yeah, yeah. He, he is he is committed to this, of his character. He, he, he floats the movie. Is that his children? Yeah. The bathroom, you tell him we're gonna get the fuck out of the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> what are you kids. men of mice? He's hogging the bathroom. Call me, I'll throw the fuck out. <laughs> that. This is the opening scene. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's 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 a he's a cop. He's a hardened man. I love how he's they a have New the, York City cop. They have his radio on in the background. Oh, okay. That's the AM Sports Radio of the sport of sports because it's, it's he's got a lot of money on the game. Oh, oh yeah, he's a gambler. Yep. Come on, yeah, Cody! Yeah! yeah! All right, come on! Come on! Give me a goddamn headache. That's hilarious. I love that aspect of a father, like doing the like. I'll tell you what you do. She's using the bathroom. You tell her to go fuck herself, and then he's just like, "Now you two, shut the fuck up." Yeah. Driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> it's very much seventies parenting, man. I, I, as I've told before on the on the show, uh, uh, I have distinct memories when it was my when my parents got divorced, and it was every other weekend I was with my father. My brother and I would go to my go to the farm where my father lived, twelve miles away, and then he would have to drop us off, you know, on, on Sunday evening. And I have distinct memories. He would fix himself a very stiff drink every time he would drop us off, so the car would just stink of gin. It would just reek of gin. Really? Yeah, like in 1979. Like it, the entire cabin of the car, it, it would literally be like a, you know, four shots of gin and like a cap full of vermouth. It was a strong drink on the rocks. So then the ice would melt and they would kind of cut the gin, you know. But but it was, I have distinct memories of him. And it's like smoke. He was obviously in a bad mood. He would be in a bad headspace when he'd drop us off. He never really recovered from my parents' divorce, you know. Well, lots of fathers don't. Yeah, he he he, he didn't uh, he didn't deal with it well. Here we go. It's open here on the inside of the school. Right on the inside, yeah. Try to get him. 
It would be funny if he just had his dick out. Well, just j I'm shaking it off. What the fuck, dude? You're gonna see stuff. Like that. I'm not lying. There's something that happens. Do they show Harvey Keitel's actual yes, penis in this? Yes. Yes. And there's there's a couple scenes where it gets kind of rough. Hey, Mikey, take this back door over there. There's something on the Kill this fucking guy. We got white shirts on. It's 1992. Beat him to death. Let's kill all these people watching. <laughs> Is he gonna grope? Is he looking at her boobs? Did he just check her rack out? Yeah, hey, Dookie, we got this one Chinese guy over here. Saw a couple of guys running over these park benches towards Park Avenue. We got a pretty good description on uh, the two guys. The uniform guy put it on the air. We'll see what happens. Michael, on the inside of that door. Hang on, I want to I wanna touch this broad's <laughs> uh, yeah, There's a smoke, huh? Yeah, smoke. What about tomorrow? What are you thinking? You like the Mets? What do you think of that shit back there, huh? Terrible. You guys got money coming. What are you going to do? The is all the way. They're just talking baseball. Yeah. <laughs> you know that was supposed to be OJ Simpson. Yeah. This is pre OJ. That's right. So, uh, we got other, one more ad nauseum topic. There is, yeah, yeah, that we, people have talked about. We, we, we touched on Rush Limbaugh. We talked about the fairness doctrine, you know, which is, you know, whatever. You know, to me, it's like, well, how do they put the genie back in the bottle? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, this is what it is now. Oh, yeah. You can't be like, I think oh, no, you we're going to have to. You have to counter it with as many right wing shows as there is. You have to just have as many progressive shows. <laughs> it's just like, God. It's, also, it's a, I, I will know. say this. You people on the left, political commentaries that have radio shows, you got to be more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be more entertaining. That's one thing they do do. I mean, they're, they're able you to. You can't yeah. just be on there. We got Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. You got to have a few jokes in there. Make have some fun gags. of people. Be yeah. fun. Like that's yep. the, that's the whole reason. It's not just that they're spewing the same hate that it's because Rush Limbaugh spews hate, but he's also funny. Yeah. A I lot know, of the people who like Rush Limbaugh, they'll say like, oh, he's funny. Yeah, no, I, I, like people that, across the board. That's the manipulation. Progressive talk radio compared to right wing radio, it's not close, dude. Right wing radio is exceedingly more entertaining. Well, wasn't than uh, progressive radio. I never listened to Air America. Air America was on. I feel like for six it's months. God awful. Just is it around anymore? Uh, I mean, it's no, been they gone went out for of years. Yeah, it's like it was their <sighs> shot at internet radio. They tried to be like a serious XM. And then Al Franken on, I know that. He was on, Mark Maron was on early, and it was just, Mark Maron had a pretty fun show, but the whole basis of it was like, I'm fucking wiry and don't really know about politics. So he had like a guy uh, who knew about politics and he would just be Mark Maron. When he was still using drugs? It was, no, it was no. before, right before his podcast. Okay. It was like, okay, so he'd he sobered he was, up. He had sobered up, but he was, his career was still failing. Like, I don't think he was making money doing it. Yeah. Him doing the Air America show is how he, he was sneaking to Air America to do the early episodes of his podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but across the board, NPR, Air America. Yeah. I hear what you're Snooze saying. Fest. Well, that's why you know Daily Show sort of that, that's sort of the I mean I feel like the Daily Show is sort of the the, the vanguard yeah. of like the kind of alternative voice. That's how it should you know? be. Uh but they don't have as many listeners. It doesn't have as many followers or, or whatever, you know, people watchers, you know, watch it. Oh, is, is this I think I tells yeah, yeah. I think he roughs this guy up, doesn't he? I don't know. I've never seen this fucking Yeah, movie. yeah, because I haven't seen it. I, I don't think I've seen it since I like nineteen ninety three or something. Yeah, here it is. See, he fake like he's chasing him for a drug deal. But uh, in fact, he's actually buying drugs. 
That's clever. You know. That's clever. He just hands him a dead pigeon. <laughs> it's a dead pigeon in a oh, bag. Oh, oh, this is this is these are drugs that he actually uh, took from a crime scene. It's good shit. It's a dead you pigeon know. in a bag, and if you don't take it, I'll fucking shoot you. <laughs> just he's a totally corrupt. Just a corrupt dude. She's gonna kill you, man. I'm fucking you a drug counselor. <laughs> a drug dealer. Oh, he's smoking crack. Yeah, yeah, he's a crackhead. <laughs> he would not look this good. You don't just smoke a crack pipe and then dust your suit off and fucking... <laughs> His eyes would immediately get bug-eyed. Ooh, man. And he would just stand there. Usually you, you, you end up, like, tightening your mouth like this. Yeah, yeah. And you just look around. Oh, God. Ooh. There's yeah. no way he's going back to work after that. That's you're amazing. done. You're you're done for the next three hours. Trying to manage it. Yeah, he's got every vice you can think Too of. Bad. He's a big drunk too. He drinks all the time. <laughs> I mean, but I got it all together because I punch broads. Th this movie has got a very anti-Catholic undertone to it. It's very anti-Catholic. Well, we're on board with that because I got you know? molested. But Give me another rock. Like, but that, that guilty conscience thing that, that I think a lot of surviving Catholics talk about, like the, your conscience beating down on you. You're always fucking up you're always making mistakes you're not doing enough that's what i, I hope people who have who've, who are surviving catholics who say that this you know? is akin to friday though in that there's really no plot well well, well i it's mean kind of just like, yeah yeah it's kind of slice of life it's a slice well, of life yeah, of like this, a day his, in the life of this shit ball cop. exactly that's all it is and then i'm sure something's gonna happen to where he's like i shouldn't jerk off in front of broads yeah here's <laughs> i hope we got some sadism here is this voluntary going on Watch it, dude. Your attention span, your damn generation's gotta, I gotta get know. figured out. Crow, I have a lady in the room. If she's, if there's about to be some rape, oh on yeah, the screen, dude, yeah. The, the, this, this, I have to rough. fast forward it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. I, th I think he pays just to watch this. I think. Yeah, I, I think he just. Pay, yeah, I think he pays to watch this. Yeah, you know, that's that's part of his. I can't thing, just too. show sexual abuse with a female in the room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, this this is a rough movie. I'm, I mean. So do you know what happened to her? What what did he do? To what what what? What the, with the naked lady getting all tied up? Was that? Well, that was. I mean, he was just watching two women go. Oh, at was it. that like a booth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, he's probably gonna throw an N word around here. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Fuck out of here! Is that a Korean grocer? I think so. Looks like but he just boosted some money from them. Let's watch the beginning of that scene. I want to watch the beginning of that because I I want to know why it. That's got to be right there. I think it's good. <laughs> I love that the cutscene is just him sitting at a bar. Yep. Yeah, it's a Korea. Here we go. We all know the relationship between African Americans yep. and Korean girls. Uh, yep. Pockets out the two of you. Come on, man. What is this, man? Empty your pockets. Let me see it. Fuck, we wasn't black. You be doing this shit, man. I do my. I do my. I do my. I do shit to him, man. Go around him. Lieutenant, sir, the owner says they stole cash from the register. The owner's he was chasing him down the, the block. Fuck up! He was chasing him down the block when I caught up with him. Get me a butt, a high boy. Don't you just fucking call us straight That's him. That's him. How much did they take? Arrest him. How much did they take? Five hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! Whoa! <laughs> Take this guy down to the priest in a matter of report. Dude, this young cop's so confused. Right, you have to come with me, sir. Yeah. Anu, just Anu. relax. Just no. relax. I don't want to be okay. Yeah. All right, I'm arresting you. I'm arresting you. The name of the movie you. is Bad Lieutenant. Oh, I know. I mean, he's, he's he has 
no redeeming characteristics he looks whatsoever. very grumpy right there yeah well he's coming off his crack high he wants well, you to don't get... look angry like that again his mouth would still be all ground up do you just grind your teeth when you smoke crack? Oh, God. Ugh. Like true crackers where they have their teeth bleed kind of like filed down. No, or... it's more just like you get spacey and like yeah. you pick at shit. You start seeing things. So like me at the show when I get high. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to get that trucker speed. No, but I. Uh, to take a roast <laughs> off this pipe. That'd be hilarious if he busts these guys, takes their money and just roast crack in the middle of I the street. I think he might. I, he might do it, actually. <laughs> Now I might as well fucking shop. Well, this is when it started to look nice. It, what, this is not like Taxi Driver, where like, the delis were just yeah. like you know four chicklets and it's not it, not even tiled. They just have dirt floors yeah. and everything. <laughs> like this actually looks pretty well. Taxi put Driver. There's like one scene that takes place at, in the day. It's like always yeah. nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. Daddy, be right back. He just takes it. <laughs> he just shot. Just eating there. You know, I'm hungry. And just showing her her reaction. That, like, what's she thinking? You that know? actress is just like, can we get a Korean lady to just stand there and look Korean? Yeah. Man. Oh, you're just on time. So we have cracked. That's some very, very fine brown shit for you. And now heroin. Yeah, yeah. He's also a junkie, too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is so unreal. <laughs> yeah, he has got severe. And by the way, no one can. Supposedly, You'd be immobile. Do, do you know, suppo supposedly, Dennis Hopper, I've said this before, Dennis Hopper, at the height of his addiction, he drank a case of beer a day, a fifth of whiskey, was a cokehead, and a junkie. All four at the Jesus. same time. You, you know are, what, though, man? That's. You got to respect that. I, I, I hate to say this in some weird way. I actually kind of do because I know I, I am not capable of doing that. Because his career didn't fuck up. Oh, no. no, no, no. He, he, Did didn't, he? he didn't act for seven, I think probably almost a decade. Yeah, but act. that's different than like no, it's, it's because acting of his, while you were. I think there's something to be said than having from having the self-awareness to know like, I got to take a fucking break. Well, he, he had lost himself in his addictions. He had completely lost himself in his addictions. His first movie coming back was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And then also Blue Velvet was sort of his re-entry back into the scene. Well, and if Eminem, he sobered up. He sobered if we up. know anything from Eminem, the only thing that you should lose yourself in is the music, the <laughs> moment. You better never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not get your chance to blow. <laughs> what so was you, your one shot, Crow? Has uh, it happened yet? Well, I will say my one shot was my second audition for the Aspen Comedy yep, Festival. I was going to bring that up. Probably the second audition for the Year Aspen 2000. Comedy Yeah, because I... I had one of those sets of stand-up, which I am sometimes capable of doing, and I haven't done stand-up in a year, oh, which you, feels Oh, would weird. you call that a, just a straight, like, meltdown? Oh, no, no. I wouldn't you call it bombed. a meltdown. I just didn't I didn't connect with the audience. It was, you know, it was also, it was an audition show. Hollywood improv, main room, There were about, yeah, main room. There were probably 13 people in the audience, all diffuse. Not like, if you're going to have a small audience, have them sit in four tables close to each other. That actually Yeah, but that was one something. of those stupid Hollywood things where... And they need to get better at this, where they'll acknowledge that it's like a fucking audition, but then they'll be, they'll, they won't worry about how good the show is. Cause they'll just be like, well, you're performing for the people that are, that are like watching you. Well, I mean, there's so some, I think they think like, well, it doesn't need to be a good show, but like, no, that's part of how, why I do well. The, there was a real audience. It was just not that large. The MC was terrible. I remember she didn't get one honest, even decent chuckle. You know, sometimes you're an MC, you're not getting big less, but they're starting to pay attention to oh, that was probably, you. Also in the 80s, the MC was usually... It was almost, not the 80s, it was 2000 for crying oh, yeah. out loud. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't doing comedy, not that I old. I still think that's the time where, especially improv, like 
Sometimes the host isn't even a comic. Oh, especially oh, yeah. for those yeah. like Hollywood showcases. Yes. Where they're like, it's not about the host. We don't need a comic as a host. Go have Darlene, the bartender, just bring people up and down. Here's the rape scene. of our nun. All right. Yep. There we go. At least yeah. they're quick about it. Like yeah. they're they're doing it at least montagey. Yeah, exactly. So so with uh, this is the kick. Yeah, okay. Yep. So we have none rape, and then we just cut to him on a couch. Yeah, just obviously oh, with getting... a schoolgirl. That's probably well, that's his daughter. Yes, this is actually his daughter too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He's got multiple kids. He's a... trying to manage all this. And <laughs> and I'm telling you right now. That is not the home of someone who smoked crack and does heroin. Well, I mean, you know, he's a lieutenant. He's making there good money. There would be, but still, yeah, I know, I it's know, not the money. There'd be little pieces of paper all over the floor. Yeah. Stacks of newspapers. There would be plates of food still at that table. Yeah, exactly. Old, that fruit would be rotten, or there wouldn't be fruit in there. <laughs> there would be the bowl, but it would have paper clips and cue cards. It yeah. would be like a junk bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, whatever. He's trying to keep the facade going. people who smoke know? crack collect. You know, change, yeah, yeah. keys, mm. little plastic football helmets that you get in the gumball machines. Yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. those? I, I loved those. If you actually, I didn't have the patience to do it. And to assemble it with the face mask. And, and it was also, it, on. it was expensive because you would, it was 25 cents. You'd twist it and, you, and you'd get the, but you didn't know what team you were going to get. Yep. So you'd get like three Cincinnati Bengals helmets. I don't want that. I want every team. Oh, look, you here's know. straw. That's, that's straw when he played for the Dodgers. His hope, his hope, because he he bet. Strawberry was a name. He was a name in the late eighties, early right? Oh, he had a severe. Drug Who was problem. worse, Gooden or Straw? Um, Who was the bigger uh, cokehead? Who won the the cocaine gold glove? Boy, I don't even know. That's a tough one. I I I, I think it's a bit of a coin flip. I'll tell you this much: Straw had a better career. Um, straw straw didn't let his cocaine addiction kill his kill oh, the business oh, oh, like good his his career was he didn't he's always deemed a disappointment because he truly had even better potential so he could have been like fucking Barry Bonds oh yeah oh, oh yeah absolutely absolutely he's a very very he was a very good baseball player he was but I remember he played with the Yankees in '98 yeah absolutely and it was like the resurgence the it was like the resurgence of Daryl Strawberry I saw him strike out with the bases loaded against Tom Cotton Candiotti knuckleballer Tom Candiotti when he pitched for the A's in '98 I went to a game there with my buddy Rob and my, my brother in '98 and uh, and Strawberry struck out with the bases loaded yeah Ooh. on a three two pitch too on a knuckleball. Was this when the cocaine was working its wonders? No, no, on no, him? no. I think he the the thing about I think he always it took him a long time to get sober. I think he's sober now. He got I think he had a, oh yeah I think he got cancer of the kidney. Like he had a major health scare that I think kind of kicked he had him. Some in the financial ass. shit too. He's oh, gone bankrupt he's, a few times. Uh, he's had a. I mean, he also he, he hit his wife and stuff. I mean, he did. He he was he, he had some problems. And but if you see him now, you see that that, that Judd Apatow. Let's also be honest. Late late eighties, early nineties. A lot of those baseball players were hitting their. Well, water. of course. I mean, that, that, that was that, that's what it that, that's what it was. I couldn't stand jocks back then, especially football of, players. I hated football players because they were so violent. I'd see them like in, in college, knock people around and stuff. I'm, I'm 19 years old. You're punching a friend. A of lot me. of Will Corderos out there. But my point is, is, is uh, uh, if you saw the Judd Apatow produced doc, uh, the the 30 for 30 about Doc and and Strawberry. 
Gooden is still struggling, I think, with addiction. He's he's a very tense, kind of amped up guy. Like Daryl's very like you can tell he's gone through the program. Well, that's nerve know? shit from crack. That's yeah, crack nervy. Yeah, he, he's like, and you can tell he's 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 struggling. He really struggled with his addictions. He was amazing early. I mean, he was 19 years old in that All Star game, and like it, it, he was the first couple years of his career, he was a great pitcher. He had a wicked curveball and a a fastball that he could place very well. A lot of movement on his pitches. Those first three or four years of his career, he was very good. Cocaine's weird too, though, because it's such a functional drug at first. Yeah. Like you can do it. You can do coke while you're walking down the street. Yeah. Like, and that's what the coke and crack are two different ball games. Yeah. Like you can do coke casually. Like you get it in your little fake, like yeah, your, your bottles your that look like something else. You fucking look like you're putting Afrin in your nose, but you're really yeah. blowing cocaine. Yeah. But once you, I would almost venture to guess that straw and Gooden probably started nipping on that crack. And oh, that's oh when yeah. They truly unravel. Yeah. I know. I think cocaine yeah. is kind of a, you can function. Well, it, it, Gooden talks about it. It was in between his, I think his rookie and his second year in baseball. He's from Florida. You know, he went back home in the off season, and that's when he first smoked cocaine. He didn't smoke crack. Free based he, it. He free based it, and he said that was like he got really messed up and liked it a lot. And yeah, and, so, you, and that's why crackheads do it all night because cocaine lasts a couple hours. You're feeling good for a while. Yeah, crack is. 15 minutes yeah and then but it's down. intense and then you come down and you have to keep doing it and i watched uh, a guy in my dad's basement who man vince larock yeah i don't know if he's alive now i know his son committed suicide that was Oof. a big deal Oof. uh yeah that's he a, would a, physically withdraw one. from crack if he didn't have it he was driving us home from a job one time he had a big he bought a bread truck and turned it into like a construction truck mm -hmm. when my dad met this guy he did not smoke crack just the environment of my dad's house got him back on the wagon. Wow. And one day he was he was going, uh, and he was pushing up against the wheel, and my dad was like, he's withdrawing from shit. Bear in mind, we're going 90 miles an hour on the expressway. <laughs> wow. In a bread truck. Wow. And wow. he was driving good, but boy, was he withdrawing. And then he would take a hit of crack, and his eyes would get the, oh, the sewer saucers, caps, yeah. and he wouldn't talk. And he would sit in our bathroom for hours and just sweat. And just not talk. Wow. And I watched him spend $2,700 in eight hours one time. Oh, my God. Wow. I just... Here's the thing about People that. talk about missing child payments. Yeah. I've seen where that money went. Yeah. <laughs> Alimony was not being made. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah. When I... Here's the thing we thought respecting it in a way, like Dennis Hopper's addictions, Bad Lieutenant, you know, his character, his addictions here with Harvey Cattell. The thing that I respect not the right word i can't let myself i can't lose myself like that i wish in some weird way i could like lose myself in that like just get totally lost in the moment where it's like no this is all i want to do in some weird way that would be liberating to my mind but it's a good thing i'm not addicted to things i don't, I don't really have that addictive of a personality i, I don't really have everything. that i mean i, I don't really have that addictive. even with this like with the podcast like I, when i got more into the equipment yeah all i do now is watch reviews of audio equipment yeah yeah well like, i mean that's I, a, I inundate myself with it i can't just get into something i have to dive in completely get into it yeah 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 it, it is uh well you know i, I don't think that, that that doesn't seem i don't know you, you have a passion for it you like it that, that one can interpret it that way versus an addictive like thing, even you know? like like this like my soccer fan when i was in high school i just decided i, I was like i like the chicago fire and i want to get more into soccer 
Yeah. And I couldn't just like, well, I'm going to watch a little more soccer. I had to pick a Premier League team. And just follow and them. And just follow. Like, I had and to be online, like, no, I'm yeah. going to become a fan of soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Here is the, the, the uh, obviously, the nun who's been raped yes. at the church. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. Oh, is, oh, is he going to beat off? Well, no. It, it, that happens. We got to get to that scene. We got to get to the scene. We got to get to that because scene. Because it's. Okay. I think it might be happening here. Well, he's listening Let's to the radio. Let the Mets yeah. look at the post-game highlights and see base hits all over the place. <laughs> what is that fucking... Is it Artie Lang yeah. or something? Is it some, <laughs> you know, something, Skip, I tell ya. Got you. Got soupy know? sales. It, it is. I think he pulls two women over for drinking... Suspicion of drunk drunken driving, but it's totally a made-up, fictitious thing because I, I think it might happen here because I know it's like kind of early-ish in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could be so wrong. So I could just put the puzzle pieces together. So that scene where they show the the nun who's been raped. Yeah. Is she dead, by the way? No, she's not. She's, she's catatonic. She was, you know. He was checking her out, right? That's what that's illustrating. Yes. That yeah, like, here it is. Here it is. Is that Marissa Tomei? Yeah, here's the scene. Does he have his dick out? Does yeah. he pull his dick you, out? You'll see. This is, this is a rough scene. We got to watch this. But thank you for telling us. Let me see license and registration. That is a young Marissa Tomei. Is that Marissa Tomei? Huh? <laughs> is that Marissa Tomei? Hey. Oh, his dick's out, huh? Would you like Actually, I don't have my license. No, it's not her. It's not Marissa Tomei. You don't? No. You have a driver's license? Yeah. He, yeah, he, he's got it whipped out. He no. does. Yep. So you don't have it with you? No, it's Eddie. Her oh, name is Eddie Daniels. Yeah, it's not. Bianca she's... Hunter. They're called Jersey Girl Driver. <laughs> Jersey Girl Passenger. Yep. Yeah. The names in this. That's when you know we're in the true yeah, era of it? women don't matter. So far, we have... The nun, yeah, yeah. Jersey girl go, driver, yep, Jersey girl passenger, yep. In the two thousands, these women would have backstories, yeah. They'd yep. be complex trans women of color, <laughs> and then the moment they're done with this, the movie would be about them. Where you coming from? <laughs> and they'd bite his dick off. It, we, you'll see this. Yeah. Any drugs in the car? No. No. No drugs? This is taking too long. Just Where are you tonight? We're at the cat club. Yeah? Yeah, we're at the cat club. Big deal. You gotta let the scene unfold. It's you developing attention. You take care for driving without a license and registration, you know that, don't you? That's a serious thing. Huh? He's just intentionally being your a father dick. up. How do you feel about that? Don't, don't do that. Yeah? See, this is when you know you're not a good troublemaker because if if I'm anyone and they're like, I'm going to call your father, I'd be like, well, my dad's dead. <laughs> and thank you for bringing that pain up. Well, th th if he's a real jerk, then he would actually double down on his asshole and get the nightstick out or something. There? Huh? You have any grass there? Coke? We smoked a little grass. Yeah? Grass. This is the grass era. Okay, I am grass you, here now. you won't tell him. Well, it depends. What do you think about that? Couple of very beautiful girls, you know. Like, wait, how do you know my dad? Couldn't, couldn't you just give us a warning for not having for the taillight? Oh, I see what's happening here. Yeah, he's gonna trade off. We're gonna do a little yeah. quid pro Jack. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that could give you a warning. Biggest warning in New York City. Hey. <laughs> oh, here's the warning. You do something for me, and I'll do something for you. What do you oh, say? There we go. Oh, yep. Nice. There it is. <laughs> you do something for me, and your father won't find out you took his car. You drive without a license. Huh? 
You got a boyfriend? They know. Yeah, they, yeah, they know they, immediately. They, yeah, they, can of I course. fast forward now? Yeah. We, 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 we got to see the. You just want to see Harvey Keitel's dick. No, 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 because you, you got to see what, what okay. he does, because he's a creep. Let me take you down to the prison house and call your father. You hear me? Okay, yeah, you, you, can, you, you can go. Me? Well, I mean, let, 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 let's just. You can't do that. What will you do for me if I don't do that? Whatever you say. Yeah? Boy, that can't changed. Call our father. He doesn't know your dad. Well, he's a cop. They have special knowledge. Well, any, they don't have special knowledge. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm this totally is where everybody just hipped up. If a cop came up to me, anyone, my sister, and they were like, I'll tell your dad, some random guy. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's exactly. my dad's name? Yeah. What's what's yeah. his name? Yeah. What's my phone number? Yeah. Hey. I'm talking. You ever suck a guy's cock? Yeah. This is where, yeah, he does that. Right. Yeah. He, All right. So we go. All right, Harvey. Is that, is that, is it, is it? Wow, he's still going. Yeah. He's still negotiating. I fast forwarded a minute. Yeah, exactly. Show me Okay, that's it. That, 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 you, you get the yeah. sense of he, he, yeah. He, 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 he's, yeah. He's, he's committing <laughs> full on. He's the bad lieutenant. Yeah. That's the name of this movie. All right. <laughs> this is a long scene. Absolutely. And they, I've they bludgeoned seen you. an eight minute rape scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that had more art in it than this. <laughs> but you he's going to Catholic church. He's got to deal with well, the yeah, guilt. He just he fucking, or, you know, he just fucking jerked off in front of a young Marissa Tomei ish looking broad. <laughs> this is a very, uh, so, yeah, this is the bad lieutenant we're watching on the show. I, I think this is, you know, this is... It's, it's why. I, this is definitely up there with Cobra of just something that you snort drugs to and it just happened. This was this definitely had a, was an edgy reputation for this movie. You know? Oh, this and I can like definitely a, see the nudity puts it in the NC-17 category. Well, the sexual thing right there for crying out loud. That, that was, we didn't see the good part. We didn't see the part where she's like faking like she's giving a blowjob when he's jerking off. Like they actually show her. Oh, you know, that's yeah. what he makes her do? Yeah, yeah. Fa like and, simulate? And, and, and then makes the other woman take her sh and, and, and look at her ass while he's doing it. You know, so she has to put her ass up. Jersey like, girl passenger? Yeah, yeah. Jersey, the, well, the Jersey girl the driver? with the teased hair. Pretends to blow you know the guy the okay, character what do you want Anything. the character that has a name yeah i wonder if those actresses or if they're doing anything well no now. they probably killed themselves <laughs> because they were horribly scarred see this is what they this is what they, they did it at a church altar well, they rape a nun in yeah, church and you know that's who pretty did harsh it? not white people yeah well i think they I it, think was, it was a white Puerto guy Rican. oh Looked was? like fucking steve hostetter <laughs> i think he's 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 feeling... Did she bite his dick off or something? Well, he's just been partying, I think, all night. He's feeling it? Ugh. Having a bad hangover? Isn't it terrible? Is he about to put his his nuts on that? No, thing? no, he doesn't do that. I think I think he's trying to make amends, You got too. nice tits. He's got, like, a well, little is, bit of a soul in him left. Uh, well, that's what the second like half 1%. of the movie is, right? Isn't it, like, him redeeming himself? Well, well it, it doesn't happen. He, he fails fails miserably he actually has a relationship gets to know the nur the um the nun who gets raped and yeah. she's like she's able to forgive well she we all know the, the we all know why he wants to talk to her you know, i mean look at that you know that they're doing that you know uh, come on we all know where that cross was you know it's like evidence it's called evidence what if he what if he picked the cross up 
and he smelled it. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be horrific. That would be, be horrific? That would be even more... T- he just be, jerked off in front of two teenagers. You know. I think smelling across... He's passed out in the church pew. Oh, what's... Oh, you're taking evidence here? Yeah. I think every scene he starts should just start with him coming from a prone passed out position. <laughs> well, he does, every I mean, scene. I think he does it about three more times in the movie. He, he, he's having a hard time keeping it together, you know? Well, yeah, he just snorted heroin and smoked crack for the last day and a half. How would you keep a job? I, I don't... If you're that... Well, addicted, that's what I'm saying. He wouldn't have risen this high in the ranks. Corrupt or not the substances take hold yeah when you're part cops are mostly teetotalers that's why they're able to be corrupted because they can just sit up and befriend hookers all day yeah and 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 not fall fucking victim to the fucking there you go temptation take a snort in church you know that's happened a few times rumplements that is straight uh, (laughs) rumplements dude whatever's in that pocket you could light on fire you know he's hitting the fire water no doubt about it see not even you have to admit to me that could have used editing. Oh, you didn't oh, yeah, need yeah, the yeah, yeah. Full on him getting up. Yeah. You could have had him pop yeah. up. You cut to somewhere else. You cut back. He's taking a drink. Yeah. There's several moments in this movie where it's like you don't need four minutes of him looking at of something. exposition. Yeah, yeah. It's what's trying to get it across just how depraved he is. We get it. He's so depraved. We get it. He jerked off in front of Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that, you don't need to. You don't need and no more examples. Yeah, no more examples need to be had. Well, he. Uh, so but yeah. I bet more come. Yeah, it's absolutely. Very important. I bet they they think you know what people aren't sure yet. No, I, well, I, I, think I don't just, think the audience has made their mind up yet. <laughs> yeah, he's a you bad, know how, how, he how has, far he has kids after all. <laughs> so let's give me that bad. Uh, uh, how far are we? In, is this forty five minutes? We're into it probably forty. God, it's amazing. Yeah, that's Can a pretty. Tell me what color so, so he's bet a bunch of money on the Dodgers Mets playoff series, and that's kind of his redemption. If he, that has to hit for him to make up for all these bad problems that happen in his life, and, and he owes he owes like he owes the bookies like a lot of money, and, and so that 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 gambling thing. And and guess what, Keith. It doesn't happen. Oh, I'm sure he gets killed at the end. Did they fucking? Yeah, 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 did they yeah, yeah. Uh, uncut gem him? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it, Have you it seen is, Uncut Gems? By the way, did I just spoil that for you? Um, no, no, no. I've uh, I've seen parts of it. it's good. You know, it's right. okay if you give me a spoiler. Well, that's Adam okay. Sandler gets murdered at the end. Oh, he does. Yeah, while he gets murked. Yeah, as they say, as you say. Yeah, it, it is. Um, uh, with this, he gets off. He gets off at the Port Authority. My best friend from college lived directly across well, the street. Everybody gets off at the Port Authority. You know, so he, he and, and it's, it's you know he owes the mob a bunch of money. The Port Authority is where you go to escape to a sleepy town or get murdered this was like the 90s was getting like we're gonna have really dark sort of it's kind of this real Here it is. this is possible the doing the cocaine while you drive i know comedians that do this yep yes i do too we know the same ones <laughs> exactly the same one in, in fact uh, i've uh, helped him out before uh, you know it's always the Mets versus the Dodgers. Is it the NLCS? Yeah, or something? it is. Yeah, it is. This be the NLCS. Is this eighty eight? So this is no. Like, this, is, this is actually ninety two. But are they? Is it representing the eighty eight? It's, the, oh, it's supposed to be like you know, just these are the baseball teams that are playing. Here's my question for you. Yeah. In ninety two, what was the NLCS? That was Braves Pirates, right? Yeah, it was absolutely. And, and that was the last. That was the last. Were Robbie. the Dodgers and Yankees even good in ninety two? No. No, the Dodgers were terrible in the early 90s. Uh, Lasorda really started to lose Yeah, all their good players were playing for the Albuquerque Dukes. I got to see them play in the early 90s. Yeah, they didn't. Raul Mondesi, Paul Canerco was on those early Dodger teams. (laughs) 
We, we, we gotta watch that scene. Go back. Cause he, <laughs> let's watch that scene. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. <laughs> oh, good ass. Good ass. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, so it, it is. Uh, Ninety-two was the end of the A's dynasty. The A's, yep. that was that, that they, was the uh, beginning of the Ruben Sierra era. Uh, yeah, because they traded Conseco the for end a of the young season. Ruben Sierra who put up decent numbers. Oh, Sierra was a decent player. I liked Ruben Sierra. You cocksucker! You fucking miserable fucking cocksucker! There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy sees him like, damn. I love after he shoots, he goes, eh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, if this were the 60s, that black guy would have been beaten. Yeah, well, he probably would have been killed, you know. And that's where the racists get to excuse it because they, they get to use the example of, well, they're not just getting out and clubbing that guy for no reason, so we've made progress. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Racism doesn't exist because you don't just murk black people randomly <laughs> I, anymore. I, I can't stand that whole, I mean. I, that whole that whole relative argument. That's some, oh, it's not as bad as well, it was. They use then, it so. against women too. I know uh, Drew Michael would always, and I love Drew, but he would always, you know, it disgusts me that women complain about these boutique issues, and you have women in the Middle East that aren't allowed to drive cars. Well, we are. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So our society is different. There's a different thing going on. Yeah, exactly. So women know? are just you're. They are just. You can drive. So let me grow up your tits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it is. AC goes with his daughter's first communion. The, the juxtaposition she of his cocaine? addiction. She's snorting cocaine? No, she's taking the body of Jesus, you know? What what brand crackers? Congratulations. Were those, were those just straight saltines, I don't, I don't know, the body man. of Christ? Because they are crackers. I'm not Catholic. So They're communion wafers. Communion wafers, exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a religious sign. I call it a cracker. Yeah. But yeah no, well, yeah. and you know how Kiss put a little bit of their blood in the ink when they made the comic book? <laughs> have you ever heard that story? I never have, no. So Kiss made a comic book and it's in red ink and they put a little drop of their blood in the ink vat. And that's how they were able to be like, this comic's a hundred bucks because it's written in our blood. God. But it was a, just a little drop. What a scam. What an amazing angle they're able to pull. Like yeah. The, the hype machine. It's incredible. Anyway, I was going to say they do that with communion wipers, but with, with priest cum. Oh, oh, okay. God, yeah. God foul. I'm glad I've never taken communion. But, but, but it, it, it's, uh, yeah, the whole thing, yeah, watching, we, we were talking before, before, during our break, we did watch, I saw the uh, Judas and the and the Black Messiah. Yes. I watched that this past week. And you look, you didn't like the flow of the flick, but you liked the acting, huh? I, I think there was good acting. I think the, I, my, because he, he's, it was an interesting character. I feel you know? like you probably were wanting, did you want a little more? Like, were you kind of bummed that it's just about one specific thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to go more in depth. Yeah. I wanted to go more it's, in depth. it's just about how Fred Hampton is just, like, he gets assassinated, and it's about the inside job that the FBI did to get yeah. the layout. Cointempro, which was the counterintelligence program the FBI put together to basically infiltrate, you know, um, a lot of mainstream, you know, King was monitored through that. And I think, I, I believe, I believe X was too, but it really took off more like kind of late sixties, early seventies. When Nixon came in that, I think it really kind of coincided with that also, I believe. Yeah. But Cohen Tempro, I, I think they did a good job of just kind of explaining like what, why that guy did that. Like, you know, why, why was this guy an informant? He was just kind of a, you know, he was sort of a, a small time hood, you, you know? Oh, is this the nun? And I know that you are bound by a sacred vow to Oh, yes. it's a nun. It's not the nun. No, it's the nun who got raped. Oh, is it? Yeah. I was going to say, I'll look in the cast and this will be a nun. A nun. 
Not Vina. <laughs> what? Just call her Kathy or something. I don't know. Like, you know, give her a first name. You know? I have to have turned bitter semen into fertile sperm. <laughs> Hatred to love. Oh, so she's like not, she's keeping the baby. I think so. That's a big political statement. Well, it's also, you know, she's... She's she's a forgiving soul. She's able to forgive, and he can't. De- he is not come. This to is terms. the one thing I agree with him on. She needs to get rid of that baby. <laughs> he his he can't. Forgiveness has not made it into his consciousness. It was a very important step for well, me. Yeah, Keith, the Dodgers as a human just being fucked him. Forgiveness was a very important thing for me. The Dodgers just you haven't forgiven the Dodgers yet. Well, I mean, there's certain things I, I hold on to, but I, <laughs> I, I I don't hold on to beefs like I used to. I used to really kind of, oh, I got hurt. You know, man, everyone gets hurt. Oh, is that he's doing a picture off his daughter? You yeah, got to take so. the picture off the frame. He's doing it backwards. You do coke mm-hmm. off an empty picture frame, not yeah. on, off a picture of your child. <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, they're... they're here, what uh, the fuck is that? Well, that, that that that's the old that's that's the mother who lives at the you know the grandmother who lives fucking at the family. Chang. He, he's doing it in his house. You know, looks like fucking David Carradine. <laughs> Addictions. You're really exploring addiction. Yeah. You know? Was this before or after Mean Streets? What do you think, man? Come on, this is. Oh yeah, Mean Streets is like the 70s. It's 73. Right? Yeah, he he was like a kid in Mean Streets. This Here's, is 92. This looks a little 70, like the way it's filtered and like. It's still run down New York, so this is probably 70s fixtures. You know, it's, well, you know, to me, this is, it's funny you perceive it that way, because I look at it as being the rebirth. I look at it as being a more clean well, version of I think of it's New more York. of just a case of how not high def the movie is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual like, Anything lens, in standard yeah. definition looks like it's from 1978. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like, I always wondered, you know how when we watch nfl games from back in the day and it's just so grainy and yeah. like they're moving choppy when you were watching it live were you did you know that like oh this is it's still great but it's rudimentary no you like no, this, no, is this is so is, clear oh absolutely i feel like i'm there oh absolutely I mean, you had nothing to compare it to so so you watch it and, and that's what you you know now you see with me now and this is my old man complaint i got some complaints this year in football i had a couple complaints Two complaints of football. One of them is I can't stand it when the defense makes a play and they all go to the one side of the field that the camera's on to get their little story Our out camera. for everyone to see. Look at what I did. No, you just did your job. This is why my old well, mastery comes here's, out. But also, That's one thing I can't stand. They need to have fun, one. though. God, they can have fun, but you're running 80 yards on the field. Oh, I get and I that. I need to get, get validated. You mean on like my running toward, like stream. far towards the camera? Yeah, I just it, it's annoying to me. I just find it annoying and childish. Well, also, I, I like celebrating in the NFL, but the NFL allows that allow a goofy end zone dance. You know, do that? Oh, no, they do. They used to not. That's why. That's what that branches off of. So remember when Keyshawn did the throat slit? Yeah, and they banned end zone celebrations. Oh, God. And then they made it to where not only are they banned, but if you do them, you get a penalty. So and then, maybe and it was the most too. ridiculous rule. For 30 years, they had that fucking rule. Yeah. And then recently, they loosened it. At first, there was like... I remember the... No, early, that's when yeah. they created the penalty. It was like, we'll just throw a penalty, because you used to get ejected if you celebrated. Um, hmm. And then Moss pulled his pants down, and that, that was the start of it, when Moss air-mooned the Green Bay audience. Which is, of and course... And you had Joe Buck f- be 50 years old and go, that's despicable. Uh, uh, that, that, that's to me, imba- And then even that now... That is the exclamation point for his greatness as even a Even now, he, Joe Buck says, like, yeah, I overreacted. Like, yeah, I would not yeah. act that same way now. I, when he did that, I, I was ecstatic. 
I was that's embarrassing. I have, but I love. So that I think now that the league finally like loosened up and goes, okay, we're gonna let you dance. I think they on purpose make it over the top as an extra fuck you for not letting us know, do this for so Who long. Knows? I don't know. If no, think I that, know that for yeah. the the big the planned ones where the team do their oh that one, that one yeah that yeah, is a yeah. total. Go fuck yourself for not letting us just have fun for the last 20 years. Why do you pretend like you've been there before? Some of them haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Barry the Sanders, thing. after he scored, he would just flip the ball to the ref. And aside from him actually running, Barry Sanders is one of the dullest, most boring <laughs> football human beings ever. Most jocks are. They, they, they they're make not, this, though. They make they're this not. like a personality. When they, they're not, though. When they get to the pros, the league forces them. You know, what be- is the no fun league? I will admit that. I mean, the NFL is the no fun league. There's no doubt about it. It's very strict. You're not See? allowed to have fun. You're not allowed to be an individual. Those You have personal demons. You know, he's it, a behavior problem. Yeah, but it's also it's sometimes let's be honest. Some of these football players. Remember Kellen Winslow Jr.? I read this today. Remember Kellen Winslow? Yeah. He's a tight end. He got a 14 year sentence for raping a homeless woman. Well, that's different. I mean, it's a but but these person. I mean, he he is a he is a serial well, rapist. That, but also a, a lot of those. He jocks, was out of the league quick though. Yeah, they got rid of him. Yeah, because he he, he was a behavioral problem. When you have a player Not quick, he was there for like six seven. I years. just think that it needs to be more player friendly. Like in Houston, you have Deshaun Watson who is basically saying, "Hey, get this religious." nut to not run the team (laughs) but instead of following their player and their star athlete who's one of the most exciting talented fucking people in the league they're they're, gonna trade him no you need to be more mature yeah and you need to well no he's your team yeah that they're they're uh they got rid of watt obviously yeah they're going through some transformation i think that whole they're just cogs in the machine is dying you know and the old owners hate it they hate that they can't just do the whole they're fucking the prisoners are running the asylum. Remember when the Texans <laughs> owner said that? God. So it's like a Rush Limbaugh line. They went the bloods and the crips, you know? Yeah. The, but I, 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 just, I just think the NFL is upset that it's not slavery anymore. Well, we, you we, know, can't, we can't force them into our stupid bullshit rules. <laughs> we have to let them celebrate. <laughs> I in the early 80s, we have to let them have fun. I, I, but but in, in the early 80s, I remember they started doing celebrate like te- uh, the, the the fun bunch was the uh, the Redskins did that group high five the fun bunch that was their thing. In baseball, you should get extra points if you flip your bat high. If you get a high bat flip, you should get an extra run. It's just so like I'm gonna go on my social media feed and everyone's no, it's not. gonna see me but when Crow, I do this. This is someone who's it's gonna be. <laughs> you've never hit a 400 foot home run in well, MLB. I, I, I exactly. If you did, you'd want to go. Woo! Uh, that, you know, yeah, and then if you know. the league called you a problem, a a, a behavior know. problem for doing that, you'd be furious. <laughs> Go into the club. This is a pre-COVID movie. The idea, though, of 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 being like, hey, you know that thing you did that no one else on earth can do. You can't celebrate after you do that. I don't think they're saying you can't celebrate. I like a good spike. A good spike is a good play. No, I'm that talking was a about seventy celebration. Talking about bat flipping. You know, that, that, that's an old baseball's got its old white rules. It's old all that, white man all rules. that, no running up the score. Fuck that. <laughs> Beat them thirty to three. <laughs> if the bases are loaded and it's nine to nothing, hit a fucking grand slam. <laughs> Just rub their face in it. You're not. You're being. You're playing the game. 
Yeah, I, I don't just, get the don't load the bases in the eighth inning when you're down nine to nothing. How about that? <laughs> Play it right. He's in the club now, man. The club scene was big, man. I, I I never got into the clubs. Did you ever go to clubs at no, all? No, only when I had like for bachelor parties and shit. Never. Yeah, people like that was their thing every weekend. I think they go to the club. Oh, do you people know? still do that? I I, I all I those just, all these LA fuckers are moving to Miami. So they can go to the club. So they can club. So, so they can go see the half-mast flag for Ru- honoring for Rush, Rush Limbaugh. Limbaugh. But again, we were going to talk about ad nauseum. We didn't go into the Texas, the Texas story. Grid. Which so is, Texas is frozen, which is God. weird. Yeah, it, it's, it seems to... I, mean, I don't know. I've read some about it, but I haven't dove into well, it. the whole middle of the you know? country is... There was a huge Arctic yeah, blast. burst. Yeah, yep. Which we didn't get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did not get that. We got the wind. Breeze. I think the wind it was a little windy. Today. I think the wind must have fed into it somehow because it's a strong spin. The wind has been. I golfed on Tuesday. It was fifty mile an hour winds. Fifty mile an hour Holy winds. Holy shit! The ball was going all over the place. It was crazy. You know, so it made me better. You know, but you know, no, no, it did not. That game is. Uh, that game rules me. I'm not a very good golfer. Well, golf is hard. It's hard. I got to get better clubs. But I, I other priorities, money. Also, you want to know another controversial take? Yeah. Golfers learn to hit the ball when people are talking. <laughs> yeah, it, None it, of this. I'm going to freak out because someone coughed in oh, the middle yeah. of my. Yeah. Have you ever seen Tiger Woods snap at people? Oh, yeah. Because they wooed. Yeah. Learn how to hit the ball when there's noise going on. <laughs> uh, it, it is. Uh, I tell you what, there's a certain etiquette with that that I actually agree with. I, I like having some quiet. Yeah, that's one of the things we talk when we're on the, uh, on the course. It's a, it's well, a good bullshit. I then. get maybe if even if you want to be like, hey, I'm not that good. So can you kind of be quiet? Yeah. But when you're Tiger Woods. Yeah. You know how to hit. Did, a golf did you ball. watch the documentary? When, yeah, yeah. And well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How horrible his dad treated him. I'm sure hitting a golf ball while it's noisy was up there. <laughs> so don't get mad when someone accidentally clicks their camera in your backswing. Yeah, yeah. You're well, the you know. best golfer on the planet. You know, they, but deal they, with it. <laughs> yeah. It is so bad, Lieutenant. Let's go forward at a bad Lieutenant. Okay, he's got money on on the playoff the game. NLCS, yeah. And it's not, it's they, not going it's well. It's not going well. It's and, gone from, the at the beginning, he was just going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he shot his radio. Yeah. And now this has happened. Yeah. Tomorrow. Today for I need you time, to kill Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Never could have gone any other way. Is he giving him his, saw, his sad addiction Here's story? Here's what I want to know. Why did Harvey Keitel do this movie? Uh, he was the leading man. I'm sure they uh, give him a little money. Hey, New Yorkers trying to throw its hat in the ring. The independent. This is like Trees Lounge. It's like that era <laughs> of movie. You know what I mean? Like there was there was a certain independent movie of, of like the early 90s. You know, they were trying to like 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 Pulp Fiction hadn't happened yet. Pulp Fiction was a true breakthrough of like the independent movie that made a shitload of money. Now that's happened obviously before before that movie, but like a more modern. Want me Hollywood. to go forward a little bit? Sure. Yeah, that's cool. But in a more modern, the more modern Hollywood, it's sort of like it broke through. Man, that, that's my take, my my intelligent take. <laughs> but it, it, there was a lot of like dark explorations of the soul were going on, like you know, in, in movies at this time. There was independent hip movies. Oh, look at, we got him nodding off. Yep, he's doing the Boy George impression here. We we didn't see because there's scenes where he's naked. Well, we don't need to see that. Yeah, we've already seen him tugging his pug. He's got a bulbous one. <laughs> oh, he's he's doing well. He's got a bulbous a bulbous uh, hog. Got a, he's not thin like John Lennon's. <laughs> John Lennon had a very thin wiener. 
<laughs> you know, I think I told you I have. Uh, I what the story. fuck is going on here? Let's see, here we go. This is like this your is John his, Brown thing. And yeah, yeah, this is his fantasies. Up. Oh, what do we got? Another downed nun. Well, I think it's him. Hershiser leans in for the sign. They do a lot of like cuts like that. It's just Catholic guilt getting on his on his conscience. At least man. they're maintaining his drug sweat. I like that continuity. <laughs> you you're, yeah. you're you're damp when you're on these drugs. Ooh, God, so glad. It, you know, I've, I like Coke. I've never bought Coke once in my life. Oh, dude, that's impressive. When you do enough cocaine that you have a drug addled buildup in your sock like i've been doing cocaine for so many days that my feet stink oh man when you've really gone on a cocaine bender yeah have you have you done a cocaine bender like that? no but i've seen it yeah i've yeah. seen it i watched this lady sleep for two straight days coming off of her, off of her yep. partying actually it was a little three three straight days just just in, in the trailer in the trailer no, park? No, my, in my grandparents' basement. Wow. And then she woke up after three days and ate, and then she went back to sleep. God. And then woke up, and they smoked more crack. Oh, my Lord. She stayed the whole week, because my dad would party on the weekends, and then Sue became family. She was the one who slept. She was dope. Yeah. Um, and then she, like, would slept Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, ate Thursday, and then just was like, fuck it, it's Friday. Um, like, now it's time to party let's again. Let's just fucking, God. let's bring this back around. Let's run it back, baby. Jesus, I can't. I had too many beers last night, and I had five beers. That was it. I had five beers, and I, I felt it today, you know? I just don't drink as much, Keith. She's just like, please don't whip your dick out. No, 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 he's, you see, he's, it's, it's like his confession, you see? But he's like, he can't understand why she's like, you know, because he's trying to deal, his soul is also under attack, but she's dealing with it better. He looks so ominous <laughs> like you could tell she's like what do i do like <laughs> he's a bad lieutenant if i touch him he'll pee the other cops will just put these guys through the system it's that same lingering fucking attitude from the bronson movies oh absolutely dude we, we talked about that before. was lingering into the 90s oh though. absolutely dude i mean and, and frankly they'll still bring that out even though the prison industrial complex go through the system you know it's just jails better than out the outside and, and then we gotta pay for it yeah yeah Sal. <laughs> but it was that that narrative is part of the reason why it's an industrial it, complex Sal. exactly Ooh, it's what it Sal. is bringing us down <laughs> <laughs> keeping us back but holding us down that's what they do Sal. you know Sal. so what was what i want to know about the texas thing obviously we're, we're a part of the eastern power grid you and i the yeah. midwest yeah what do you remember is the longest outage of power you had because you had worse winters than me yeah, winter started changing, getting warmer in 1987. That's the truth. If you, and you meteorologically, you can see. Oh yeah, the average co co uh, like the average cold is like two to three degrees warmer. And than I it was feel like from, were there a lot of April snows when you were a kid? Uh, I remember that in, in Wisconsin, in northwestern Wisconsin, which is 300 miles north of, of Chicago. Absolutely, the biggest accumulating snow, ones. The accumulating snow. Ones. I the biggest blizzard I ever had. The only time my middle school called off, we had a blizzard in. April it was I was like almost because I remember we were we were like it's spring it's literally spring yeah and no, it's a blizzard yeah well the the shoulder season 
or you can get some wicked snowstorms like in late November, wicked early hot. December, and then you can get some wicked ones like in late uh, March, uh, early April, because it, the, the transition is happening and winter is kind of still fighting for itself. And, and there's enough moisture and temperature in the air to make a really bad, yeah, to make a really bad uh, snowstorm, you know? So for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now he's, you know, he's. He's got the actual crack pipe now. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ball. That's yep. the real deal right yep. there. Yep. You can make a crack pipe out of anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You break open one of these light bulbs right now. But when you got that stem with yeah. the ball, that's when you you got the equipment. See these well, motherfuckers do, on Wilshire Boulevard with shit like do that. Do you think crack is still... I mean, when it's you think meth, of drugs man. right now, is meth like, truly the dirty meth drug? Meth is the new crack. Yeah, yeah meth is, is the dirty drug now versus crack. You know what I mean? Like, has it gone lower? Because crack, like, for me, it was like you, you were scraping the bottom of the barrel if you were smoking crack. I mean, that was a real dirty oh, yeah. drug you were doing, you know? And well, so, I mean, no- Whitney Houston fucking <sighs> sealed it in. But yeah, but for me. When she got offended. That old girl said she was smoking crack, and she goes, crack is a dirty drug. Oh, man. I do cocaine. Yeah. She did. Uh, but no, I am. Um, uh, power ne- never was out. In, it, it cannot go out in Wisconsin because it goes out. People die. We had. Uh, we we never, get the winner. There's one thing about Chicago housing stock and Wisconsin housing stock. I mean, it, they are solid structures, and, and furnaces are going to work. You know, yeah. usually, usually, had, not all the time, but usually. We had you know? a power outage in the winter one time. It was a bad winter, but we all have gas. That's the thing that she told me. Texas Texans don't have like gas shit. Yeah, it's like electric stoves yep. and stuff. Yep. So, like when we had the power go out. Because of winter, my mom would open up this oven and turn the oven on. Yeah. Yeah. Which absolutely. I would be like, you're going to blow up the house. Yeah. <clears throat> like the nervous person to me would be like, you're a psychopath. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Yep. But they can't even do that. Like, we at least had that benefit. And like people out in the Midwest where the weather's bad, like uh, some of these rich motherfuckers on our street would have generators and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I'm trying to think in Chicago, a couple times during the during the summer, uh, because of the overwhelming use of air conditioning, I remember there being some brownouts and some blackouts. I remember getting released from work one time when I first started working for the city in 1999. Uh, there was a real hot summer, and we got released from work because there was power outages all across the city. And and Daly just went after Comrade like he completely attacked them. Like you are fucking up. You have to do. And, and that doesn't seem to happen quite as often as it used to there. Because if it, ha- you know, it's a big city, you lose power like that. The economy gets affected by now. Stuff like the big that. thing so, is. It- out where I was, it wasn't so much the power. It was like, let's get these plows out. It was always our issue was yeah. always like, why the fuck aren't you plowing the roads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's that's the classic reason why Balandic didn't get reelected in the in the late seventies. It was a Balandic, I think it was him. Was who like he didn't release the hounds, didn't release the the, the plows for like twenty four hours when there was like a fifteen inch snowfall. It's like you got to get the plows out there. And I guess he was very kind of dismissive, and that's why he lost reelect. Jane Byrne beat him. And it's because he had a very arrogant response to that. They said he didn't handle it very well. This movie's so messy. <clears throat> like I, I fast forward, it's almost at the end, and you don't even get the sense that it's the end. Yeah, well, he's. This well, looks like the smack dab in the middle of this movie. Yeah, well, he he's yeah, well, he's he's been bad all time. So he he owes money. He's at the Port Authority, I think. I think he's, he's going there. It. Yeah, I think he's going there. Yeah, right across the street, Forty Second Eighth is where my friend Rob Dowling lived, above the strip club Show World. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's got some caper he's doing too with this. You know, I can't. I don't, I don't know what he's doing with, with, but I think he's got some. The, the, Look at those black jeans. I haven't yeah. seen a pair of black blue jeans in yeah. so long. Yeah, that was a look. 
You know, I think oh, I still yeah. own them. You look like you're about to do. You look at that's the beat poet wear. <laughs> I had in the, in the early nineties. Beat poetry or cat burglaring? I have such poor fashion sense. Look at that fucking gang mullet, dude. That's a sick. That guy looks like he plays third base for the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> or, or also the band third base. Maybe he's MC Sir. <laughs> <But so, laughs> at one time, I thought of third base as being equivalent what to the third base voice. thing. Um, uh, oh God, gas face, gas face given <laughs> third base is everything. 80s hip hop to me. Oh, 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 pop, pop goes the weasel, the okay, weasel, yeah. the pop, weasel pop goes, goes pop. the weasel, the weasel goes pop when they beat up vanilla ice in the video. So here's what I will say. Cause you grew up in classic hip hop. Yeah. It's so ridiculous to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Walking down the street with my <laughs> three, four, ten. Like it's all just that. It doesn't even rhyme. Yo, I know. It, it, or it's like nursery rhyme level of rhyming too. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's so much more complex now. It's incredible, you know? But, but I yeah. used to love like that big, like big, everyone's like big daddy Kane's a great, like big daddy Kane sucks. Well, to me, you know, you know tribe called quest is the only good classic rap. Uh, you're wrong. Tribe Called Quest is great, but Public Enemy, Public Enemy, Public was en- but that's like '90s. How well, 80s no, no, were they? Oh no, the, 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 uh, it were takes they up a there nation. With Kane? Uh, uh, it takes a nation uh, came out in 1988, and then Fear of a Black Planet was '90. Big Daddy Kane was on that. Uh, their first album came out in '87, and then uh, Apocalypse '91 was sort of the, they had another studio album after that. But Apocalypse '91 is when they started to kind of go downhill. Would you call Big Butts rap? Well, that was like a goof song, you know, was like, I mean, I guess maybe, you know, it was, it was sort of like, I mean, I hate that shit. <laughs> I like big, butts. I hate that song. I think, oh, it's, I think it's pure garbage. People were, I mean, that was like hysterically funny, hysterically funny at its time. I, you know what, funny. you know who I never really dug was naughty by nature. Oh man. They, 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 yeah. They, they were, you know, they had some hits. You know that they had. I'm done with OPP. The, the, you, you know I me. quote them in my script that, that, that that's date. That's grounding. You know OPP the script. is. Oh, it's in Stanford. Well, yeah, it stands for pussy, doesn't it? Other people's property. Other people's property, exactly. Yeah, you see, he's. Uh oh. Did he? The Dodgers finally lost. Well, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did actually. Yeah, I did. It did. So you see what happens. So he owes people money. Now. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's mobbed up. This is what I, I, I want Trump's fate to end this way. <laughs> yeah, but he's too big for it to happen. You know. Yeah, he's in the port authority. That's the main one of the main ports of entry for the entire city. Some mobsters are just gonna jump out of this bus. What a city, him. man. To just to maintain that city is so much work. Just it's to huge. maintain it, you know? But yeah, it, it was a early nineties. I would say I would also say digital underground was actually okay. Yeah. That is interesting. <laughs> Sex that is good. The government has shut down for prolonged periods of time. And not much has happened. But I, I, if New York shut down for four days, yeah, like if the mayor just decided to not do anything, and yeah. like there would be people eating each other's eyeballs. <laughs> I don't know if that would happen, but uh, there would be. You would notice it. You see, yeah, I'm sure a homeless person or two would eat an eyeball or two. You know, it is. Uh, just this is that classic sort of Scorsese. We're gonna have some classics. Here it is. It all happens here. Trump Plaza. Oh, God. Is that a Vander Holyfield up there? I think it is. It a is. young Holyfield? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Next to some, next to a plate of food? Yep. And, and here's where... Is he going to blow his head off? Uh-oh, here we go. Hell yeah. Yep. That's how it ends. He gets two in the head. That's dope. 
there were still like open air like mob assassinations in New York in the 80s. It yeah. would happen at like old, old oh. Italian diners and stuff, you know? Not assassinations. There's open air murder, though. Yeah. Still know. happening. Yeah. There's people coming. I mean, yep. No doubt about it. But yeah, it, it just... Uh, I'm trying to think of other early 90s hip hop that was, you know... Yeah. Third base is bad. Third base even, is not good. I'm not even I like him, it, but, but compared know. to like the Notorious B.I.G., yeah, yeah, which it, wasn't too much longer after that. Yeah, it, it definitely took Notorious a Notorious B.I.G. was 92. It, it definitely like matured in a certain way. Like I, I said, I, I think it started accelerating in the late 80s, early 90s, and then it turned into something more sophisticated. Chris Cross. Tupac, the with, fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like Tupac and Biggie, that it definitely sort of matured in a different direction. You know? Did you like Snow? Yeah, yeah. This is, you remember? I wish I was a little bit taller. I yes, wish I was a baller. I, I, I wish to, I had a girl with a kid I would call. I listen to old school hip hop all the time when I drive. 93.5. But is that, is that classic? I think it is. It's on I got five on it. That's a fucking jam, by the way. I got five on it. I, I, that, that, when I hear that, I'm, I'm happy. I turn it up. Anyway, that. that's the you episode. Know. Do you have any, you know, uh, nothing really to plug right now. We don't really touch on Texas other than when are they eh, going to get power again, back? It's something that was at nauseum. When are they going to? I mean, I just to me, my first reaction to that was just, again, I wondered how the regulation of their power grid is run. That's the first thing I thought about. The economist to me and, and my thought was, I bet you it's run in a way that the state doesn't have as much sort of say on things and there's certain standards. I think the, I, I took it as the reason it failed is because only the state has say in it, that it's it has no federal regulations. They didn't oh, weatherize oh, oh, oh. it. When, when the I say reason- the state, I mean the state meaning like, like go- oh. the government. That's what I mean in a larger sense, not the state of Texas, just the state, you know. Uh, uh, whatever the state versus the private, you know, p- private market. You know, that's what I meant. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but okay. but yeah, we, yeah, yeah. That basically, yeah, the, yeah. The government had no sort of, you know, not say. I'm sure there had to be some sort of regulations, like goddamn power grid. For well, yeah, out loud. but I mean, as but far the way as the power like is there's... distributed, I, I wonder how that works. Or the rules or regulations around that. I don't know. I'm ignorant. It's probably so boring. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's something that that's, these are the things I studied in grad school and stuff, because it's just like, it, it affects that seems people's so Texas, lives. Though, that seems such like a Texas thing. They were explaining the grid to the governors and stuff, and they were just so like bored with their cowboy boots and they just kept, when I touch it, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, now, I mean. forget all this fucking mumbo jumbo about weatherizing. If we stand close to it, will our hair stand up? Yeah, it is. That's all I want to know. <laughs> You know, it, it is an economic model that I, to me, there's like one failings. of them motherfucking globes where you touch it and it fucking turns colors and shit. You know, it, it, it's just the failing of this economic model is revealed all the time of just, no, there needs to be some sort of coordinated state effort in some of this stuff. There needs Boy, to be some sort of, I mean, they just did not name the women. Oh, we got Veronica. Veronica, Lambert Moss, you know, but yeah, Zoe, Zoe well, Lund. Yeah, so it, it just uh, but nurse is just Heather Brockett. Yeah, it, it just um, I don't know. I I, I just uh, I, I I feel like you know the stat came out too that if it was handled right, the, the early days of the pandemic, I heard that there would be forty percent less dead people. 
you know, 40%. To me, it's like they have contempt for the government. They have contempt for the state. So they just don't want it to really work. And if there's a real problem, I look at the government as being being this like ultimate kind of insurance policy. When things really go bad, there needs to be some sort of, you know, response, coordinated effort to deal with it. And it just feels like all these big fucking socialists, these catastrophes happen. And it's just like, it just seems to be handled so poorly or or not. The producers would also like to thank the audience for sitting through this. When you when, when you live in Wisconsin or you live in Michigan or you live in Minnesota and they're attacking it up there too, they're paring the state down up there too. You have to have a certain regulation because the weather is so fucking cold, you die. There has to be certain standards. Right. I think of the housing. You know, the you know, the power has to flow; otherwise, thousands of people will die. You know, in the winter, it has to happen. They don't have a. It's more oil heating up there. I think and a lot of gas versus electric, which is probably a different thing. The way you sort of, you know, you, the way you sort of uh, send power, but it's just uh, I don't know. Dude, I, that it's, upsets it's me. Sad. You know, in Texas, they don't know the joy of flipping on a stove and lighting a cigarette off the side of it. <laughs> Doing that, or or, or the, yeah, the you can do it on the element. You can do it on the element, or the old Brian Wilson, where you hold your son ear to the flame. Oh God, is that what happened to him? That's what his dad did to him. Whoa, and that's part of the reason why he's all messed that's why up. He's mentally insane. Wow, and just a horrific singer, <laughs> a horrific singer, but but a good musician. Oh, the comp- composition is all him. Every Beach Boy song he wrote, yeah. but he didn't sing a goddamn one of them. Yeah, and then when you when he did his solo career, you knew why. <laughs> Not a good voice. Yeah, exactly. Brian Wilson's. So we're going to end on a Brian Wilson line. Yeah. Bad Lieutenant. You know, again, yeah. I appreciate the... Uh, it, was, it was a decent episode, I thought. Good yeah. job, Keith. You're, 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 I'm going to compliment you, man. You're, you're yeah. keeping focus. Keeping focus? Better than me. That was it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, fun. See, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Follow us on the social medias. Insecure Comic. Uh, I had a yeah. couple good tweets this week, I felt. Yeah, you got a few ever. You know, we all rip off a couple good ones every. You know, about two or three a week, I might. Maybe two, two so a week. Follow him, Insecure Comic. He's Adam Crocious on everything else. I am Keith <laughs> Pazel across the board. K e i t h p a e s e l. I am the only Keith Pazel on planet Earth. Uh, you can get every episode of this podcast on YouTube uh, or keithpazel.com. Oh no, Oop, that's the it. end of the episode. You caught it. All right, buddy. Good, good times. <laughs>